This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, November 13th. Friday the 13th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the Montgomery County Office of Public Health said they will now vote today at noon on whether to start two weeks of virtual-only school beginning on November 23rd. The vote was originally scheduled for Thursday morning, but the lengthy, contentious public meeting pushed the vote to today. Uh, if they vote to do so, all schools, K-12, through in the county would go 100% virtual, with the exception that hybrid learning would resume on December 6th. Did you watch any of that uh, The video? Uh, oh, my no. God, there were people crying and stuff like that. It was. I know. Yeah. On Thursday, health officials held a Zoom call that allowed for public comment. More than 500 participants tuned in to watch. During the more than two-hour public comment portion of the meeting, dozens of parents were begging health officials to allow school districts to make their own decisions. Some parents argue that COVID hasn't rampantly spread between school students and the drawbacks are more severe than the advantages. One Montgomery County school uh, school district isn't waiting for this afternoon's vote. The Methacton School District alerted parents that all students will shift to virtual learning starting on Monday and continuing through December 6th. Uh, on a personal note, I'm, we're lucky we've remained virtual this whole time. So it's, uh, and I live in Montgomery County. And your so. kids are doing okay, right? They're doing good. Yeah, they're yeah, doing yeah. fine. I mean, I come home, they're they're sitting at the at the table, at the, the kitchen table, and they're doing their work, and they, they stay until school session's out. And so they've adjusted, you know, it took a little while to get up to speed, but... Um, so when they're in virtual school, do you have to talk to them? Uh, do I have to? Yeah. No. Yeah. no, 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 of course not. It's like they're not you, even there. That gives you your personal time mm-hmm. because I know a lot of parents, as much as they love their children, do enjoy the fact that they... In a, in a normal environment, they go away to school for a while. Oh, listen, oh, yeah. I can't do anything. Get the pause that I, I, refreshes. I can't do anything. Like, yes. like anything, really? any type of um, Target run or grocery shopping or hair appointment, like, I, I can't do anything because right, right. he's home. So, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it, it's pretty difficult. However, uh, Jace has figured out that the uh, teacher can't hear him, so he'll like you know move like one headphone over, and he's like. What are we having for dinner tonight? <laughs> I'm like, pay attention. Dr. David Rubin, the director of Policy Lab at Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, said that middle and high school students are seeing more COVID-19 spread. Uh, he said traveling sports continue to spread the virus and schools should consider the benefits and drawbacks for virtual education, depending on age range and specialized therapies if needed. I, you know, maybe it's traveling sports, but I also the the social lives of the of that age range um, is going on like normal, or at least from what I've seen and when I have heard. I mean, people are hanging out, sleepovers, drinking in the woods, like all that the stuff. Shop. All, all, the mall shop, all the normal, you know. 12 to 18-year-old stuff is still going on. Well, that's where they say it's coming from, or, yeah. or the, the people gathering. It's not necessarily... Why have we closed down Arnold's? <laughs> <laughs> coming from schools or, or, you know, things like that, businesses, it's coming from people gathering outside of uh, of school. Well, yeah. Also, you've seen, as the weather gets more inclement, people are, are in, in more together, yeah. more, yeah, and that's, that's what's going to cause the spread. Dr. Valerie Arcus, chair of the Montgomery County Board of Commissioners, issued a statement Thursday saying, in part, the goal of this two-week return to 100% virtual education, which includes the Thanksgiving holiday for most students, equates to eight days of virtual learning, is to help ensure that students, teachers, and staff exposed to COVID-19 over the holidays have a week to learn that uh, that they have been exposed while still at home and out of the school environment. Uh, the meeting was held the same day that Pennsylvania reported its uh, highest daily increase in COVID-19 cases. Now, 
Uh, new restrictions went into effect in New Jersey on Thursday in an attempt to control COVID-19 in the Garden State. All restaurants and bars must close indoor dining from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Bar seating will be prohibited at all hours. Uh, the new restrictions also impact indoor youth sports. College and professional teams were not covered by the order. Murphy said Thursday he will sign an executive order to give towns and cities the option to limit hours at non-essential businesses after 8 p.m. Murphy's de- decision is a ch- uh, change from the spring for- <laughs> when he ordered statewide closures and declined to adopt a regional approach. Since Monday, New Jersey reported more than 10,000 new cases. Camden County is one of the counties seeing a substantial rise in cases. This decision. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I saw him going for it. That's uh-huh. why I left. A new COVID-19 testing site opened Thursday at Camden County College in Cherry Hill. New Jersey officials reported 15 new outbreaks in schools this week, which caused the delay of hybrid learning in Cherry Hill Public Schools. So, actually, we just said that there uh, <laughs> there aren't outbreaks in schools, but that's what Cherry Hill And they're Hill holding reported. back their, their traveling yeah. Ebola team, too, as well, <laughs> yeah. just for fear. The legalization of recreational marijuana in New Jersey has been delayed over taxes. Democrat-led Assembly and Senate committees plan to consider legislation setting up the recreational marijuana market just over a week after voters overwhelmingly approved recreational marijuana on the ballot. A critical vote was scheduled for Thursday but was held up to determine at what level the substance should be taxed. It was set for a vote on the floor of both chambers on Monday, but lawmakers say that's also expected to be held now. Isn't it funny that the vote on pot, that no one's showing up, who's that? Who's that today? <laughs> oh man I'm very interested to see how this will look being so close to where we are because I know that uh, I've had friends who have traveled and, and I didn't get a chance to do this in LA I certainly would it's legal in yeah, California yeah, yeah. and like you can order it they deliver it to your home you, they drive it to you this is one of those cases and we hi- we were giving the hypotheticals on this prior to all of it coming here what if you just there's just a a, a line on a map that that separates you, or a bridge that separates you from where it's legal. It's going to be weird, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, that's, but what that's saying. the way it works. And they're also saying, like, be careful. It's not legal in New Jersey. Just oh yeah, yet. not yet. Hold on a minute, and then when it is legal, have at it. But I mean, the idea of being able to to pick up the phone and call, or just get on your phone and place an order, and in uh, like a pizza. It shows up at your front door. Your door. You know, here's here you go. Here's some joints. It, in fact, it's thirty hours or less. Preston, <laughs> still the delays are expected to be worked out as early as next week. Legislation uh, that was agreed on last year, but that ultimately stalled, included a forty-two dollar per ounce tax. No, is that forty-two dollar per ounce? No. Yeah. Uh, an ounce is a lot. Oh, an ounce is a lot. Okay. An ounce is like I, that much. I don't much. know anything about pot. Okay. Yeah. All right. So fine. So $42 per ounce tax. It's unclear <laughs> if that's the level being considered again. You just gave a TED talk. <laughs> I, I did. I could. <laughs> did you stay in like the circle area? Of course. <laughs> it looked professional. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> In Thursday night football, the Indianapolis Colts beat the Titans in Tennessee 34 to 17. Colts quarterback Philip Rivers moved ahead of Hall of Famer Dan Marino on NFL's all-time passing list. Rivers' first completion and 11-yard pass to running back Jonathan Taylor moved him ahead of Marino for fifth in career passing yards. Rivers finished the night 
uh, 29 for 39 passing for 308 yards, putting him at 61,666 yards for his career. After a bye week, the first place Eagles will return to action this weekend as they travel up the New Jersey Turnpike to play the Giants. On Sunday, halfway through the regular season, the Eagles are 3-4-1, while the Giants are in last place in the NFC East at 2-7. Head coach Doug Peterson confirmed that right tackle Lane Johnson, running back Miles Sanders, and left guard Isaac Sayamalo are all on track to play this Sunday. Kickoff is set for 1 o'clock. And Tiger Woods posted his first bogey-free round in a major, major championship in more than a decade. The 15-time major champion and five-time Masters winner shot four under par, 68 to trail leader Paul Casey by three strokes at Augusta National. The Masters was delayed seven months because of the coronavirus pandemic and was delayed some more yesterday morning after just a few players got their rounds started because of bad weather. Roughly half of the 92-player field finished the first round, which will resume at 7.30 this morning with the second round to follow. Woods is expected to tee off in the afternoon and is unlikely to finish before darkness. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah, finished just before darkness uh, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Rochelle came down and she's like, it's only 5 o'clock? Yeah. No. And I'm like, yep, it happened. And, and somewhere we crossed the line. I think with it being, you know, cloudy and rainy, that it helped. Yeah, it helped yeah, yeah. even yeah. more quickly. But but And then my son, Carter, came down and said the same thing. He's like, man. Yeah. Like, yep, here we are. I had the same that. observation. I had a question for you. Does there exist in the world a fully illuminated golf course for there is night? Play? There is night golf. Okay. I've never played it before. Right. But there are courses that, that do have uh, lights. I think they'd be only nine hole courses. I couldn't speak okay. directly, but and then there's also a version of night golf you can play with glowing golf balls, right? And it's gotta uh, be weird. and they put a, a, a glowing thing in the in the hole. I've never really done it. I, I would think at this point that you could pull off with all the technology a fully illuminated eighteen hole course. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But there's yeah. still a lot of shadows and things like yeah. that. And if if it'd be if there weren't any trees, then right, you could right, really yeah. you could do that up. Yeah. So, all right. Well, anyhow, welcome to Friday. We are ready to take this Friday morning and just make it our bitch. <laughs> what what, what <laughs> would you say about uh, taking it? Take you a bit in the butt. What was the? Uh, um, the uh, well, it was uh, there was f hunger in the in the butt. No, no, no. no for no, for no, the sure. scary attraction. Oh yeah. Oh. oh, just have your ass destroyed. <laughs> destroyed. Yes. Yes. Have your ass destroyed. No, but. We're all good and fired up for the show. Yeah. Actually, our little uh, powwow that we do before the show, I recorded us this morning. I'll play it back for the audience, which is what this is what we do on Friday morning. So we did our yeah, little chance. Yeah. We got ready to go. Do they use that at sporting events? They no, should. They, they should. should. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. I have that version, and then I have this other one. So we're in Friday mode. Yeah, that, buddy. And, and we play the acapella group from American Pie. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> Doobie do what? Yeah, magic. <laughs> you guys all fired up? Yeah. 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 I am. So Let the have, radio begin. We have a few things going on this morning. We have a uh, Word of the Week prize. We're going to give that away at the end of the show. We have Godshall's Turkey Bacon stopping by. We'll give away some stuff to them. We have some guests on the program, too. We are going to talk to a member of Phil Abundance, actually, the public relations uh, associate, uh, Samantha, is going to get in touch and get us fired up. Ibombe. Ibombe. <laughs> for the, uh, you know, <laughs> actually, no, the response would be Steve is, Ibombe. Ibombe. That would work. I would be the one bald Caucasian guy up on the mountain, dressed as I am with a T-shirt and shorts. Ibombe. Yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, we'll have some. Anthons. What are you doing, Wakanda? I'm the hug guy. Uh, we, <laughs> we have the, uh, the hug guy. The hug guy. <laughs> hug guy. Um, who is that? So, <laughs> it's the hug man. Who is that man? Who is that man? <laughs> Get that man a hug. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, so Samantha will be on to talk about Camp Out for Hunger. Uh, we will also... <laughs> I am fired up, baby. We will also have uh, Robert Wool, the actor and comedian, on, and he's talking about how he will make a video for you through Cameo.com. But uh, well, a, lot, a lot of people did that. Do you remember the movie The Hollywood Nights? Yeah. Oh, of course. That was like a perennial. I love that yeah, movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, wait a minute. I don't remember that part. The, of it. That's the guy. He was naked and he was drunk. <laughs> no. You are thinking That's of... Hollywood. Okay. What am I thinking of? Uh, you are thinking of Porky's 2. Nope. Okay. It's Hollywood Nights. Gotcha. Uh, Adam McKay will also be on the show today. He is going to be talking about the Camp Out for Hunger. He can't yes. join us next week because he's got he's filming going on. He's taking a break from filming to talk to peons like us. Uh, but Adam McKay has been the guy behind some of the best movies ever made. Some of our favorite comedies. Oh, yeah. And he's just fantastic. He's a Philly guy, and he loves uh, chatting about this. We'll, ask this. we'll have to ask him if he's, if he's seen the uh, the deep fake Preston with Step Brothers. Yeah, Step Brothers, <gasps> Stallone, and Schwarzenegger. <sighs> Yes. Oh, yes. We've got to ask. I'm sure he would appreciate that. All right, cool. Now that we're all fired up. If you believe in magic, magic. don't you bother to choose if it's junk band music or rhythm and blues. Just go and listen. It'll start with a smile that won't wipe off your face no matter how you try. Your feet start tapping and you can't see. Now, let's see if it has your favorite part in here, case. Do you believe in magic? Scooby Dooby Doom Bop. So cringeworthy. All right. We are going to take a break and get this thing underway. We have the stupid question and some entertainment stories to roll by you. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Steven Singer is excited to introduce to you his most loved engagement ring, Krista. Choose a metal color and carrot size at the perfect price. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question this morning, uh, prize $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. I decided to do a Preston and Steve question. Oh. According to us, you should always wear shoes to bed in case what gets in the house. 215-263-WMMR. All right, let's see if you know. You should always wear shoes to bed in case what gets in the house. That's according to the Preston and Steve Show. Good advice. 215-263-WMMR. Today is Friday, November 13th. I will mention some birthdays. They include Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, That's right. Whoopi. Whoopi. Uh, Whoopi turns uh, 65 today. What is... Oh, The Stand. Stand coming out. It's going to be on uh, CBS All Access. You're going to be Mother Abigail in that. So I think she's that's a really good choice uh, I, for Mother Abigail. I remember when they talked about Whoopi Goldberg joining the next generation as his character, Guinan, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then she came... She was one of my favorite characters. She yeah. was great. And if you remember, her first real role was The Color Purple. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Outstanding. She is incredible in that movie. Everybody's great in that movie. Uh, so she's 65 today. It's uh, Gerard Butler's birthday today. <laughs> Stop it. This <laughs> is... Yes, thank you. This is... Uh, 
I see a theme this morning. Yeah. 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 300 is a good movie. I it mean, is. That's, that's is the movie it? that really put him on the map. It yeah. is. It's Zack Snyder. It's, listen, it is, if you know the graphic novel, which is a, uh, it's, again, it's been ported right from the graphic novel. Yeah. novel. The visuals are amazing. Okay. And it's it's a solid movie. Yeah. I guess maybe I should watch it from the beginning, because uh, I maybe yeah. caught it like You watched the first while. half of 300 <laughs> and the second half of Deer Hunter. Of Deer Hunter, which is weird. I don't know <laughs> why they, I did that. How did they make this jump? But no, no. visually, it's something to see. Yeah. Okay. And, and it's... Yeah, it's over the top, but yeah. it's from a graphic novel. It's so meant that's, to be. that's what you have to keep in mind. So, And I'm just because uh, I was talking about this actual movie with my mom the other day, how historically accurate is it? Uh, uh, the, 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 the vaguest of the, notions. The vaguest of oh, notions. Yes, it's highly uh, dramatic, as you would imagine, but it is based on a true story. Yeah, okay. there was a, a group that was way outnumbered, and they... The Battle of Thermopolis, did, I think it was. They did what they needed to yeah. do, So, but that's the basic... And then everything else is made up. So. Yeah. There's no, no the giant Persian monster. Yeah, yeah. there's no, no giant... No, no, no. And there weren't as many abs. Uh, Gerard is 51. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel celebrates his 53rd birthday today. Kimmel. So happy birthday to him. Uh, Chris Noth, who played Mr. Big on Sex in the City, also in The Good Wife, Does, is 66. The end of Sex, Sex in the City, he she ends up with him, right? Mr. Big, and that's the, the end. The, the, the uh, TV show up. she does. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how the last two movies go. Mm. Uh, then you have uh, Steve Montana. Not Steve. Joe Montana. Ah. Uh, who, no, not Joe Montana. Arguably the greatest quarterback <laughs> in criminal minds history. Uh, he's a great guest. We, we've had him on several times throughout the years, and he's just a nice guy. He's what you want him to be. He yeah. played a hell of a Dean Martin, too. Uh, criminal Minds. Yeah, he did in the Rat Pack. He was great. Uh, that's him, by the way. Uh, he is 73 today. <laughs> Uh, Steve Zahn, last time we spoke to him is when we had the all of the O'Neaters on. That's right. We had all the Wonders <laughs> on at the same time for that thing you do when they were doing um, the the watch and commentary. Man, was that fun. It was great. And he was uh, as, he was, a, we've had him on before and he can be a little uh, bit of a loose cannon. Yeah. But that was a really good interview with him. He was great. Yeah, that was one of my favorites. Uh, but you also know him from uh, Reality Bites and... Um, uh, Saving Silverman. Yeah, oh, Saving Silverman. That's a great movie. Yeah, Lee he, Ermey. He's 53 today. And then the last birthday I saw, Casey, I brought this up for you and you alone. Mon- Monique Coleman. Yeah, I'm not is familiar. Is in High School Musical. I'm not familiar with that. And that's one of your favorite that. movies. No, but. no, no, not High School Musical. I'm more of like a Camp Rock kind of guy. Uh, high School I'm Musical. Like okay. No, the problem with it, not the problem with it, but my, I don't even know if I had kid, kids when I came out. But the other stuff. <laughs> I don't stuff, have kids and I watch all of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So I missed that one. But Camp Rock and definitely Teen Beach Movie 1 and That's 2. That's what I'm thinking of. Teen yeah. Beach Movie. I love I Teen am. Beach Movie. Okay. Well, that, <laughs> rewind this. Never play this part again. <laughs> She's 40, by the way. Monique Coleman. All right. 40. See if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Impressed in Steve trivia. You should always. Wear your shoes to bed just in case what gets into the house. I'm going to go to Nick for the answer. Hey, Nick, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. All right, Nick, why do you wear your shoes? What can get in the house? Just in case a deer gets A deer. Yeah. That's correct. Yep. Hang on, Nick. We're going to get your info. We're going to give you a $50 dining credit and an overnight stay at Hard Rock Hotel and Casino Atlantic City. Winner of 17 Best of Gaming Awards in Casino Player Magazine, including... Best of game, best, uh, no, including suites, best spa, uh, and favorite casino resort, indoor and outdoor dining is now available. Uh, get fall escape rates at the hotel starting at $79 Sunday through Thursday. You can visit Hard Rock Hotel Atlantic City. Dot com. Uh, let's begin with this. Ellen DeGeneres, we haven't really mentioned her no. much lately. She did apologize for contributing to a toxic work environment on her show. Uh, but now she has another Be Kind subscription box. 
that is available, and it's $270. Oh, go to hell. Uh, she's... <laughs> She said that her box is all about spreading kindness. <laughs> I know. That is. And highlight, highlights brands that do the same. It's a big box. Yep, and she spreads it with kindness. <laughs> um, her degenerate... What can you jam in that box? What comes in this box, Preston? Uh, nothing, actually. <laughs> Keep going. Did you get Keep it? Going. We had to. Oh, we had to. <laughs> <laughs> We're so stupid. Is the box edible? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can munch it all day long. So uh, they also offer a box for $54.99 plus $15 with a special code. And some of her pals are in. Kris Jenner uh, shared a pic on her Instagram story, documented the goodies inside, and enthused. This is so great. Hey, I just had a box installed. (laughs) Get your own box. So is this a, a charity thing, correct? You know what I don't know, um, I Steve. Mean, I did not get details on what is uh, what what comes in the box. It's you know it, it's you leaving my it. mouth, yeah. and I'm like, you know what you're saying, right? Yeah. I don't know what comes in Ellen's box. I have no idea. Like I said, uh, as far as I know, nothing. So anyhow, we're moving on. Full House alum Lori Laughlin is serving her two-month stint in prison for her part in the college admissions scandal. And an insider tells Us Weekly that, uh, you know, her husband and daughters are doing their best to hold together and also says while the family is going through a difficult time, they're supporting each other. They understand the mistakes that were they, they understand mistakes were made, but that in order to move forward, they need to forgive and move forward. I heard that Lori Laughlin is taking control of her cell block. Like, oh, she's okay. the big badass now. I wouldn't doubt it. The 55-year-old reported to the Federal Correction Institute in California in October. Uh, Giannulli, her husband, has yet to begin his five-month sentence. She is reportedly struggling behind bars <sighs> with an insider telling us she's a wreck. So she's not having a good run at it. Hmm. Bachelor Nation has been rocked by claims of racism, ageism, and sexism in recent months. All the isms. While the first uh, Black Bachelor, Matt James, is set for next season, and the oldest Bachelorette ever, Claire Crawley, just exited her season. The oldest ever. And how old is she? 34, 35? You know what? I don't know, Steve. I feel suppressed being the Bachelorette. Uh, Host Chris Harrison admits there may still be some work to do. On Maria Menounos's uh, podcast, Harrison addressed the polarizing strip dodgeball group date. <laughs> Harrison said, is there a double standard? Would we have done that to women? No, I'll tell you that right now. No, because it's not okay. Is that a double standard? Yes. Should there be double standards in the world? Maybe. So that's what he had to so, say. So the guy's strict, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he's it's saying. goofy. I, yeah. I think it was goofy. The whole show is stupid to begin with. It really wouldn't have been that big of a deal if one whiny little bachelor yeah, yeah. didn't make such a big deal about it. But Case, do you know why he did that? To stand out. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's it. He probably really didn't have an issue with it. I just want you to know I'm not comfortable with this. This is the TV. We're, we're more than this. This is what they're doing. Can I see the, your box, your Ellen box? Because <laughs> as you as you are a contestant on, on one of these reality, quote-unquote reality shows, you have to figure out a way. What's, what's my game? How am I going to stand yeah. out? Hey, so, we're better than this. Yes. <laughs> we're here for love. When you do things like this, you diminish love. That's it. Did yep. anybody else watch the special last Thursday? Because I did. I, I subjected no, myself I to it. 
I did um, not. He's it was, on it and he didn't. I was staring at my radio, but I couldn't get the image to come <laughs> okay, in. Okay, so you need to turn on the TV. Is this oh. the one where she left? Yeah, it was, it was where she, she blew up The Bachelor, Casey. Okay. Yeah, yeah she was blew, never yeah. going to be the same. Yeah. She blew everything up. Listen, um, I, I went in with an open mind. I tried. I really did. It is the stupidest, stupidest hour and a half of television I've ever watched. Uh-huh. It's it's god awful. Uh-huh. They, they repeat the same thing <laughs> over and over again. And uh, Steve, by the way, she's 39, so I guess she's older than some of the other ones ever. But, like, it's just, it's, I don't know why people watch it. I really don't. And I don't know why it comes back season after season. Again, everyone picks their their junk television. And for many people, this is it. I get it. I got one for for you. America. America. That's it. That's why we have stuff like this. There are versions of this all over the world. Absolutely. I watched it for that moment where Claire and that guy got in a fight over this stupid thing. And, uh, yeah, was it it a dumb fight? Yeah. But was it engaging? Yep. I enjoyed every single bit of it. Listen, there's some of it that I just sit there and go, oh, this is so dumb. There's no way I'm not going to watch this. Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. All right, moving on. Uh, motherhood has brought an unexpected array of joys and sorrows to Nikki Bella. Oh, my God. The former wrestler pros got real about how her perception of her body has changed since welcoming Mateo in July. Uh, she said to Us Weekly, Steve, she said, I don't feel sexy at all. I don't feel sexy at all. I don't feel beautiful. I don't feel beautiful. It's so hard to, like... It's look, so hard to, like... Look at yourself in the mirror. Look at myself in the mirror. And just feel disappointed. And just feel disappointed. Uh, she said it's been like a she huge it, oh. struggle on me because even when I would fluctuate in weight, I was still toned and working out and felt good in that way. This, this is standard, is it not? Was just something different, of course. Yeah, yeah. so I, I mean, I mean your I under- body go through, goes through an unbelievable change. And I understand the that yeah. you're, you're not what you were before. But, um, you know, she'll be, she'll be back, Preston. I have confidence in those Bella girls. Yeah. Uh, the 36-year-old Total Bella star said that it was really hard. Uh, Total com- Bella star. Comparing herself to fiancé Artem Chigvinstiv. Chigvinstiv. Vin- uh, who is in top form to compete on season 29 of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay. Uh, Artem's uh, dancing, she said, and getting more and more ripped. Uh, I'll see him naked, and he'll be like, oh, I think I'm losing too much weight. And I'm like, oh, that sucks for you. Like, you sneeze, and you have abs. <laughs> this is what people fight about? real things. This is what people fight about? Still, she says... Your abs are so good. She says her 38-year-old Russian dancer partner helps her feel beautiful. You are a beautiful woman. But she also revealed that they will go into therapy following his... But uh, we need therapy. Dancing with the Stars season. Nikki said, today I got the most passionate kiss before he left to rehearsals. (laughs) And he's good uh, doing things for me that make me feel still good about myself. Was this the cover story? I don't know. Uh, I think we're just gonna. But I feel I think like we're gonna just fizzle out on this one. Be some sort of somewhere down the road, there's gonna be like a, the redemption, the, the the fight song version of her story, where she came out of it on the he other goes end. Back, yeah. And look at her, only seven minutes after birth. Well, I saw something yesterday where they were talking about the Bella Twins coming back into the ring, and I don't really pay that much attention to wrestling, but I guess that's a big deal in the wrestling world that they're both gonna. So is John DeBella related to them or no? <laughs> no. <laughs> By the way, Steve, the passionate kiss made me think of uh, the movie Hot Shots where she goes, kiss me like you've never kissed me before. And he puts his mouth over her nose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> What's that chick's name? Uh, Gabriella. Oh, beautiful. 
I loved her. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. She's Italian excellent. Yeah. Actress. And uh, I've forgotten her last name. I, I hate it when in. Like soap operas, Kathy. Uh, we were talking about the mannequin stuff yeah. that's going on yeah. in soap operas. Old and beautiful. Uh, one thing I cannot stand is when they overmike the kisses. Oh, and you hear like the. Oh. Sounds like Nick eating a it's banana. Like, it's oh, like Nick eating. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that someone making out or Nick eating? <laughs> <laughs> new game. It's a good, new game. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, case. Uh, there's. Uh, I have an Alex Trebek story, and we have uh, oh, yeah, some yeah. audio to play from him. Jean Trebek feels surrounded by love and support after losing her husband Alex to pancreatic cancer. Uh, She shared a picture of their wedding, uh, and uh, she wrote, My family and I sincerely thank you all for your compassionate messages and generosity. Your expressions have truly touched our hearts. Thank you so very, very much. Many blessings to all. Gene Trebek. Uh, Alex was 80 years old when he passed away. But we have uh, some clips of him from uh, years ago when he was cutting some promos, proving that Alex is just a dude as well, dropping it. some F-bombs. <laughs> it's great. It is great. So here are some outtakes for that. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and no <laughs> Call now and play phone Jeopardy. She drank the poison that Captain Hook intended for Peter Pan. Tinkerbell! <laughs> What's this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love him even more. Yeah. Right, so. You know, uh, Kevin Gunn keeps audio of us when we record with him. I have been begging him to to put together a montage of it. I said that would be a good excuse for a party. Oh, yeah. And it's when you, when you make mistakes and you drop F-bombs yeah. or whatever you may say. And he, he has, essentially has a gag reel of us. And we need to, I told him, dude, this would be a good excuse for the whole staff when COVID's over yeah. Yeah. for us to all get together and listen to it because we will die laughing yeah, at Yeah, I think stuff. we will. However, there's some stuff that I don't think can be released. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> what have you said? Just, oh, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, no, right. things, not... Uh, Personal things? No. Things that might hurt other people? No. No. Uh, we might not have as many uh, clients if... We oh, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> no, we no, would just be with a spot. Yeah. <laughs> it would be private. Yeah, yeah. It would be private. Yeah, because it's usually when we're cutting commercials. Yeah. Right. And, for a client. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, really? They want to say that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but, you know. Anyhow, moving on. I have a couple more things to get to. Um, still family. Demi Moore's 58th birthday was toasted by her ex, Bruce Willis, and the father of her daughters, of course, and uh, Willis's wife, Emma. They posted a selfie together on her Instagram stories holding up a copy of the autobiography Inside Out, which is uh, Demi's. You remember at the beginning of all this, he was quarantining with her. Yeah, yeah. And they wrote, uh, happy birthday, Demi, we adore you. Or Emma wrote that as Bruce uh, smiles. So that's very cool that they can still be that friendly. I, I do think. And they, they have those daughters together and everything. So, yeah. it, it, listen, you see it go acrimonious in the acrimonious <laughs> direction so many times. Yeah. And it's, a, it's encouraging. Speaking of marriages and uh, having issues, uh, in his new memoir, A Promised Land, former President Barack Obama admitted that he and Michelle uh, had some issues during their marriage while uh, he was president. Because they always seem like they have the ultimate relationship. Uh, but he wrote... Uh, Where's the liverwurst? <laughs> exactly. Uh, he wrote, and yet despite Michelle's success and popularity, I continued to sense an undercurrent of tension in her subtle but constant like the faint thrum of a hidden machine. He said, I, if, it was as if, confined as we were within the walls of the White House, all her previous sources of frustration became more concentrated, more vivid, rather, whether it was my round-the-clock absorption with work 
or the way politics exposed our family to scrutiny and attacks, or the tendency of even friends and family members to treat her role as secondary in importance. He said, lying next to Michelle in the dark, I think about those days when everything between us felt lighter, when her smile was more constant, she would fart under the bed. Who did no. that? Uh, and our love less encumbered, and my heart would suddenly tighten at the thought that those days might not return. So he's opening up about that. And so even when people are have the best relationship you've ever seen, you, it's it's a hey. It, as the adage goes, you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Well, um, and also, yeah. all relationships have up and down, ups and downs. Yes. And that's the way it works. Except Kathy's. Uh, no, that's <laughs> the greatest ever. The greatest love ever. So, it's official. The coronavirus is going to force the Marvel Cinematic Universe to skip 2020 altogether. Uh, we should have had two Marvel movies in theaters and at least two shows on Disney Plus this year. But the pandemic closed theaters. Disney postponed its movies, choosing not to go with the Disney Plus launch for Black Widow and the Eternals. Uh, the lockdown measures and travel restrictions further impacted unfinished productions, including the three-part TV series that were teased in early 2020 for potential 2020 releases. So, so are we getting WandaVision next month or no? No, we're going to get it in uh, ju- uh, January. Uh, teasers for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, WandaVision, and Loki were shared before the COVID-19 health crisis shut everything down. A few months ago, Disney confirmed that only WandaVision is ready for prime time, teasing that the TV series could premiere on Disney Plus by the end of this year. WandaVision also happens to be the most exciting Marvel TV series so far, considering all the rumors that have been heard about it and its direct ties with what might turn out to be the most important Marvel movie of Phase 4, which is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But... Disney took to its time uh, took its time to reveal an actual launch date for WandaVision, prompting fans to speculate on the series' potential launch date. The studio on Thursday, yesterday, finally revealed the launch date of the show, confirming that fans will have to wait until mid-January. Give us a date. To watch the first episode. I don't have a date yet. It's just mid-January oh, for the first yeah. episode. So that means zero Marvel releases this entire year. That's too bad. It's too bad. So, <laughs> sorry, Steve. Just had to just being real with you, man. Uh, let's see here. Also put on hold, the long delayed Friends reunion special is expected oh, to shoot in March. All right, Matthew Perry said on Thursday, a uh, year after plans were to get cast back together were wrecked from the pandemic, and it looks like Perry had tweeted, "Looks like we have a busy year coming up," and that's the way I like it. How's his health? Matthew Perry was going through a lot of stuff. You remember he had some sort of brain issue, yeah, like a brain bleed or something like that. Not sure. Uh, the one-off unscripted special was supposed to launch. Uh, the HBO Max streaming service in May of 2020, but that obviously changed. So they're looking for it later on, probably March. I love that show when it was on. I, I I got into it initially because I thought Jennifer Aniston was, uh, you know, was attractive, obviously, in the first few episodes. And then it became part of that. Remember that Thursday night lineup on NBC? It was just a juggernaut. Yep. Cosby. <laughs> Cosby. Well, it was a juggernaut for years. Yeah. And, and it seemed like when one would go away. Well, TV. That's where yeah. they first got it from. Yeah. Then one last story. Arnold Schwarzenegger is to take on his first ever regular role on a TV series with a spy show that he's developing at Netflix. Uh, Despite his 50-year career on the big screen and a handful of TV cameos, not to mention his brief uh, stint as The Apprentice, uh, Schwarzenegger has never had a major recurring role on a series until now. The name is Gadget. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> uh, Variety describes the show as a global spy adventure with a father and daughter at the center of the story. Huh. Arnold will take on the main role with uh, Top Gun Maverick and the good cop actor Monica Barbaro as his daughter. 
Uh, Nick Santora created the show with Skydance TV as part of his overall deal with the company, which is also uh, which also includes his role as showrunner on the upcoming Jack Reacher series. Uh, Arnold, of course, has a longstanding relationship with Skydance, which has co-produced the last two Terminator movers with Paramount Pictures. Uh, all right, so as to say, like, do we know the, the tone of the show? Is it a, a, a drama comedy? Yeah, I don't know if it has comedic elements or not, Steve, or if it's a straight ahead. They just they just gave the vaguest of uh, synopsis right. for it, so we'll have to wait and see. All right, uh, let's get to the, what do we do, the movies movie, opening? Movies. Movies, yeah. movies opening. All right, let's go now. <laughs> All right, opening this weekend, a movie that we've been excited to see because the trailer is brilliant. It is called Fat Man. It's a comedy slash action film that stars Mel Gibson and Walton Goggins. In the plot, it says to save his declining business, Santa Claus is forced into partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin hired by a precocious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal in his stocking. It looks great. The Rotten Tomatoes score so far is only 40%. I don't care. I don't care care either. I don't care. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It's an hour and 40 minutes long, and it is streaming in uh, and in theater. So I I will be watching this for sure. All right. And also opening is Jingle Jangle. It's a musical fantasy. stars Forrest Whitaker, Keegan-Michael Key, and Ricky Martin. Uh, The plot is decades after his uh, apprentice betrays him. A once joyful toy maker finds new hope when his bright young granddaughter appears on his doorstep. Rated PG, two hours, two minutes long. It's streaming and in theaters. Rotten Tomato score, 100%. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. Wonder how many, I wonder how many uh, this could reviews be a, there have been so far. Yeah, there, I bet a lot, actually. It looks, oh, well, that's know, great. We need a, a good new holiday classic. Yes, we do, and I hope that it is one. Uh, and then finally, the last movie opening this weekend is Freaky. Comedy slash horror film starring Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. The plot is, after 17-year-old Millie Kessler becomes the latest target of her town's infamous serial killer, her senior year becomes the least of her worries. A mystical dagger causes the killer and Millie to magically switch bodies. The frightened teen learns that she has just 24 hours to get her identity back before she looks like a middle-aged maniac forever. Rated R, hour and 41 minutes long, uh, streaming and in theaters. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 86% so far. So yeah, I want to see this as well. Some, yep. some good movies. All right, uh, and that's what I have for you. And we also have some uh, passes to see that movie, Freaky. Ah. How about that? How many of these should I give away, Case? Uh, you know what? Why not uh, do three? All right, we'll do three of these. We'll take callers 10, 11, 12, 215, 263, WMMR. And you will be good to go. It's rated R and in theaters today. So give us a call. We're going to take a break. We'll oh. be back. At one. Oh. Wow. We do this. Eclipse. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I threw him away. Oh. Want to play Mystery Eclipse? Oh. I got him right here. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, Cakes, you'll need to restart that uh, bed there in the got you. stack. Do you need my screwdriver? So the things are heating up in the life of Queen Elizabeth II as season four of The Crown is upon us. In this clip... 
star Gillian Anderson explains the difference between playing a historical character as opposed to a fictional one. Here we go. When you're taking on an historical character, the focus is on getting it as accurate as possible, and so the focus ends up being on the research. The Crown has some pretty extraordinary research teams. They're impeccable and forensic. It was really wonderful to be able to take advantage of that. Shut up, dummy. <laughs> Wait a second. Wait she's a second. In character. Is that it? No, she's yeah. British. Jillian Anderson is? I know. It, Get out of here. It, it blew me away as well. But, yeah, she and she's playing Margaret Thatcher. Um, but I know. It, it's crazy. Wow. I know. And I didn't know her voice was as uh, kind of uh, tight like that. It sounds like, hours, eh? it sounds like she is staying in that. Um, X-Files Jillian Anderson. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. That, uh, it, it surprised me as well. But I watched the trailer for season four last night. Man, does it look good. I love that show. And I, I can't do wait too. for the season. I think it's Sunday that it debuts. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, okay. It's a Sunday on Netflix, which I'm excited for. I need a new show. Yeah. One, one that I've that we've been watching. I need new episodes from one that we've been watching. So, uh, this. What is about gonna, The Bachelor? Uh, <laughs> Don't. And the hits just keep on coming on that one. All right, here's the next clip. Uh, even though Halloween is over, it's not too late for some great scary movies, including you know, the new horror film Freaky. Uh, we were just talking about it in this clip. Catherine Newton discusses what makes Freaky. So special. This one was like a movie I'd never read before. The scares were different, but mostly what's interesting is you were rooting for the serial killer. This script like killed all the tropes and the cliches because you think you've seen Freaky Friday before, Friday the 13th, but you've never seen a movie like this. You should be medicated. Uh, Freaky is available to watch in theaters today, by the way. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. There you go. That's everything. Now, can we take a break? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yes, We're going to do that very thing because we got a lot of things going on today. We have a number of guests joining us, and we have some stuff to give away, so we will make sure that your ride in to work on this kind of crappy-looking day is as good as it can possibly be. We are going to have sun before the day is up, so later on this afternoon, clouds go away, rain stops. It's going to be nice, about 60 degrees, so you got that coming. We'll be back in a moment. Acme Markets proudly supports Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger beginning Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. More this year than most. We really need your help to make Camp Out a success. You can make a difference right now. Visit your local Acme during October and November and make a donation at the register when you check out. Acme will ensure your generous gift goes right to fill abundance to purchase food that's a lifeline for area families in need. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Camp Out for Hunger from Acme Markets and 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Uh, real quick, just to reiterate the Fill the Trunk event, uh, it will be Sunday and it will be, uh, the gates open at 10 a.m. It goes to 4 p.m. Each car club has their own time slot uh, and it will be in the Xfinity Live um Complex. It'll be right around where we're going to be broadcasting. Yeah, so. I, we had done a big sort of, uh, they had done and I attended um, and was blown away by what they did last year. And uh, the, the the goal is to return to that, and we will, but it had to be modified in a way that, uh, again, they rose to the challenge and how they've scheduled this thing out. It's really great. So as you said, as you said many times, Preston, it's not what we're used to, but there are things that are, are going to be implemented that I think we're going to carry forward. Yeah. For future campouts, that'll make them even better than they were before. Yeah. So it, it's it's not a loss. I think we're just finding different ways to do it, and then we can employ those 
down the road as well. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, check uh, PrestonandSteve.com for that. And you're going to see some badass cars. That's what's oh, really yeah. cool about it. Hey, can I do a couple of shout-outs before yes. we get into anything? Uh, first and foremost, this one is uh, our buddy Charles Lance, also known as Sassy, if you've ever been to the uh, uh, our um, Belly, Belly Flop Championship. Uh, Sassy's one of our regulars, uh, but he wants to wish his beautiful wife, Robin, a happy birthday today. Oh. So a shout-out to her. He wrote all kinds of cute little thingy things, but I have a lot of these to read. But uh, you know he loves you. He's uh, awesome. So, Robin, uh, he says happy birthday. Nick? I just want to do one as well, but I'll let you do yours first. All right, let me do a couple here real quick. It says, uh, my husband, Justin, and I, longtime listeners of the show, recently moved from the area to Jacksonville, Florida, for my job. I listen to the podcast at work, help me pass the time, and most of the days I laugh till I cry. And I write down the timestamps and replay bits for my husband when I get home so that we can share the laugh. And I always joke that he will be a future Florida man in the B-File someday. Uh, his birthday is approaching November 18th. I'll actually be up in the area that week for a uh, for wor- a work meeting in Ben Salem. I'm hoping he can catch it while he's there. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do it. I can't guarantee we're doing the Camp Out for Hunger next week. Yeah, so I'm yeah, doing yeah. this now. Uh, but you wanted to wish him a happy birthday. He's truly an amazing guy. Myself and daughters, are, my, our daughters are so lucky to have him in our lives. So happy 30th bit. 35th birthday to Justin from Riley Maddie. Uh, and I love you to the moon and back. Thanks, Presbo. That is from Alicia Vignola. So there Maddie. you go. The Maddie, that's her. Uh, here's another one that says, I want to request a shout out for my husband's birthday, uh, husband Jeff's 30th birthday. Uh, he became a diehard fan of the show during lockdown. We often find ourselves combing through the Daily Rush videos on YouTube. Oh, that's great. On the weekends. And it's been so fun introducing him to older segments that I've loved. Jeff works so hard for our family. He is a, truly my favorite person in the world. And I know a shout out will absolutely make his day happy. His birthday is November 16th, but any time would be great. Thank you. And that is from uh, Chelsea uh, Nicoline. So here you go. Shout out to you. And then one more, Nick. Uh, and then actually, I have two more. Okay. Uh, this is uh, from my friend Jeff Stricker. Wanted to wish his uh, wife Megan a happy birthday. It's next Wednesday. Short for you. And then the last one I have is uh, from Stephanie Houghton. Uh, she wants a shout out for her husband because today is their 10 year wedding anniversary. Oh, That's 10 years. 10 years. Uh, both of us have listened to Y100 since Y100. Uh, he works overnight at a grocery store and helps our son with school during the day while I work at a pharmacy. It's a hard work. It's a family. heavy schedule. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we both just returned to work after myself testing positive for COVID. And him quarantine and testing negative. He is amazing, she says. So that's from Stephanie to Brian. And happy Ten birthday. years, man! Ten! Happy anniversary, I should say. And then Nick. My girlfriend's grandmother, Zoe, turns uh, 90 today. I meant to say this wow. earlier. Yeah, Zoe. And uh, she's she's very hard of hearing. We were supposed to have a birthday party for her this weekend, and we can't because of COVID, which really sucks. So uh, I'm requesting you guys to just yell happy birthday to Zoe. Uh, if we could just do like a loud shout out for her, um, we're going to record it and send it to her. So if we could all just yell happy birthday. Happy, real- happy birthday, Zoe. Yeah, she yeah. loves Jimmy Kimmel. She's great. Uh, she just can't hear a damn thing. All right. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Zoe! Thank you. There you go. Done deal. All right. I'll leave us uh, alone. <laughs> I'm also two days late on this. I'd like to request a shout out uh, on either the 10th or the 11th okay. to my brothers. Ralph and Anthony, originally from Delco, but they now live in Montgomery County in Cape May. Uh, this is a message of love and happy birthday, you old bitches. Love, Angela. All right. You want a shirt? Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, let's 
take a uh, let's take a stroll through the campus because there are some oh. studies that have been done that oh. we need to bring light to. A lot of data coming out. We're headed to the Just Saying Institute right Visible now. Visible from the International Space Station, home of the new Great Hall of First Lady Fleshlights. Wow. The Just Saying Institute. Hall of First Lady Fleshlights. Yeah. We're opening up new places. It, it's honestly, it's expanding. during all of this, their ability to expand and roll with the punches yeah. has been amazing. Well, we just got a grant from the government so we can keep moving these things forward. All right. Uh, this is interesting. If you end up with alcohol poisoning, doctors in the emergency room have a few options to speed up the process of getting alcohol out of your system. But now... Canadian researchers say that a simple device can dramatically speed up the process. It turns out that hyperventilating can get alcohol out of the body three times faster <laughs> than the liver alone. So just take away your blue blankie. Uh, no. Yeah, and then you yeah, then yeah. you have a hissy fit and you will hyperventilate. And I, Steve, that's absolutely awesome. Uh, so yeah, it turns out hyperventilate. Yeah. My blanket, my blue blanket, give me my blue blanket. Uh, So here's the deal. The issue is that people can't hyperventilate for long before they pass out. True. Uh, So the researchers have invented a new device that delivers carbon dioxide to the patient via a mask, ensuring that they don't pass out. Uh, inventor Joseph Fisher says it's a very basic, low-tech device that could be made anywhere in the world. No electronics, no computers or filters. It's called a hammer. Uh, it's almost inexplicable why we didn't try this decades ago. Uh, it's believed the principle could also be applied to other emergencies, such as when a child ingests toxins. But more studies will be needed to prove it. So, so they- I've seen these devices. Um, th- if this is what you're talking about on the screen here in the studio, Preston, it's kind of like a, uh, uh, like a, almost like a, uh, like a water bottle expanded up to a mask that fits over your nose and mouth. Uh, yeah. So you've seen them use it now. The the hose is attached to a device. There, I don't know what that device does, though, Steve. So. That's a fart machine. Oh, is that yeah. what it is? Oh, so you can terrible. smell your own farts. Um. <laughs> But I wonder if so. Here's what I wonder. It says for alcohol poisoning. But what if you're just, what if you just drank too much, you know, and and you're, you're you feel like you're too drunk. So can you take a paper bag and start breathing in and out of it? Maybe that'll lighten it up for you a little up bit. A little? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. I feel like I would pass out. Uh, me too. Yes. Well, have you ever come know. close? Have you ever hyperventilated so much that you passed out? Uh. Close, close, but, but not out. On okay. purpose, yes. Uh, there was a thing called, we called it a California space monkey. Yeah, we called it a purple space monkey. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so you would hyperventilate and then have somebody give you a kind of a bear hug and then you would go nighty night yep. for a couple of minutes. Yeah, but just to get the rush? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I've I've never, I've had what I, they call the vasal vagal or what are the, whatever Vasal vagal. Yeah, yeah uh, reaction Vincent from. Vincent Vega. Yeah, Vincent Vega from mm-hmm. coughing too much yeah. and, and too forcefully. Uh, but uh, never saw an issue where I was hyperventilating that much. I have fainted from out of pain, and I don't really? know. Yeah, I don't know that that is um, what caused that. Uh, well, I, one time I was in a, a motorcycle accident, and uh, you know, dirt bike accident, and uh, and I just blanked out, flat out, and I had a concussion and all. This oh stuff, wow! So. But anyway, um, yeah. So I, I don't know what the story is with that, Steve, or, or if how close you have to, how often you have to, how much. 
of carbon dioxide you have to breathe and then you pass out. But they say that that is an issue, so that's why they've created this thing. So, Well, as we proved yesterday, our degrees are in medicine. Oh, so. my God, yes. I still feel like such an ass for what I said yesterday. <laughs> Uh, but listen, we live and we learn. Yes. And Wait, what did you say yesterday? I said that the, the, the flu is not a virus. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it is free law. 100%. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, 100% a virus. We should start every episode with that sort of, you know, preamble that says all information dispensed during the next five hours will be inaccurate. President, <laughs> once that's done. Yeah, you totally redeemed yourself this morning when saying that that movie scene was actually from Porky's 2 when I said it was Hollywood Nights. I was indeed right. I was indeed wrong. Okay. Oh, wow. See? And you shut him up quick. I know. It was... Well, I was just like, okay, well, then you, can, you can have that one. Well, you were, still, but, you were but... still living in the shadow of yesterday's flub, and you didn't want to overstep your bounds. Kathy, he said that. He was like, okay, whatever. But he and I simultaneously pulled out our computers <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm we went for video I'm, proof yeah. on YouTube. <laughs> Both at the same time, we're like, I'm going to show him Hollywood yeah. nights. So, so I just you... didn't want to waste air time. Right, right, right. But right. did you tell him, or you were like, no, like you kept it to yourself, and you're like, I'm right. Uh, what? Oh, I, no, I, I said here, I go, is this the movie scene you were talking oh, about? Okay. And, and I showed it to him. He's like, yeah, and that's in Porky's too. So, <laughs> Speaking yeah. of wasting airtime, did you know that Gillian Anderson is both British and American? Oh, yeah, she so, was she was born in Chicago, grew up in England, and, and I read about her in the break, Steve, uh, because I was confused as yeah. well. Um, she switches between accents. She will use okay. the American accent half the oh, time. Right. There we go. Wow. And she uses the British accent the rest of the time. Knock she spends it off. a lot of time. I, right. Knock it off. Pick one. Pick an accent. Yeah. Thank you. Well, not to waste more airtime, but did you know that Chuck D'Amico was a dual citizen? I, I did. I did. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Does he ever have a British accent, though? No, no. he does not. But, he, does. he switches back and forth. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, he was born in Nigeria. <laughs> Both of his children are also dual citizens. Yeah. 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 Because. He found, he found that out recently. Oh, he, he told you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. You might yeah. not have been in the studio, but yeah, he was telling us about that. Very interesting. All right, um, let's go to something else at the JSI. These are studies that have been done recently that have come to light and need to be passed along. Not necessarily impactful information, but interesting. <laughs> no, it's just, it's just information. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you are feeling down, you might want to try to smile. They're going to say smoke. <laughs> uh, or smoke. Too, man. Feeling down, light up. I, mm-hmm. I do have a smoking story I can follow this up with, so we just tie that together. University of South Australia researchers have found that moving your facial muscles muscles into a smile can actually make you view the world more positively. So what about when you're hyperventilating? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> you have someone push your face, uh, right, right. the corners <laughs> of your mouth up while you're hyperventilating. You wonder why I'm always smiling? <laughs> the study leader uh, explains, we found that when you forcefully practice smiling, it stimulates <gasps> the uh, amy- amygdala. Uh, the emotional center of the brain. Uh, you you can't help but look creepy if you try to do that. Uh, which releases neurotransmitters to encourage an emotionally positive state. Uh, it reminds me, I forgot who I was showing you guys a picture of the other day, but um, it was the... There, there's a, a time in life when little kids, when you tell them oh, yeah. to smile, yeah. they just show their teeth. That's it. They don't legit. They just go. They like just this. bare their teeth. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. And and I have so many pictures of the kids. We're like, yep. We told them to smile <laughs> yeah. in that one. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. Yep. Uh, they, the corners of their mouths don't go up because they're, <laughs> they're like they want to take another picture. I ruined so many yeah. effing pictures as a kid. My yeah. dad, you know, and this was before digital cameras, so. So that was you, you didn't know until pictures, you got it back. Away, and oh. when I'd see my dad walking in with it with the thing from the drugstore, I would go hide because I knew 
<laughs> I knew I was going to get my ass kicked. Do you I, have any of those pictures? I'll find them. Yeah, I mean, Kathy, all standing there, my mother and the family, and I'm like, and then you. <laughs> I got in trouble one time for messing up a photo. Not with my family uh, either. Yeah, we were on a on on a trip with my orchestra in high school. We were, we went to Tennessee, went to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, I believe it was. And so uh, we were there to perform at this college. Other high schools were there doing it. It was, you know, right, it was yeah. kind of a big deal. And so we're taking a group photo of yeah. the orchestra. <laughs> and so I'm being me. Yeah. And so I, uh, as they're taking the picture, I did the, I did the two fingers on your <laughs> oh, no. mouth the, with, with oh, the tongue out. The, the, the what? The Ellen? <laughs> oh no! Oh, oh man! God! And and I did it. They took two pictures. I did it twice. Oh man! My teacher, Mrs. Theriak, pulled me off the bus. Oh, no. And was like, what did you just do? She's like, we don't have any good pictures of the orchestra. I was really excited to get this done. And you did that, you know, and then I I think I wore the wrong colored shoes and I did all kinds of stuff because there's a dress code and. I, to this day, really regret that. I felt bad, man. I didn't know. It's kind of a funny story, though. Yeah, but it was me being a douchebag. Yeah, I just ruined family photos. Yeah, I I got in trouble for that one. I'm going to try and find this uh, photo of me. I believe it was in second grade, the class photo. Well, keep looking, and when you get it, do you have it? Uh, No, 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 never mind. Go ahead, Preston. No, no. I was just going to explain what I was doing, but don't don't worry about it. Okay. Move along. Uh, For mental health, this has some interesting implications, though. It says a fake-it-till-you-make-it approach could have more credit than we expect. So mind over matter, basically? Maybe. Mind over mind? Listen, if somebody... If if you're going through depression, I'm sure you're sitting here going, oh, shut the hell up. (laughs) Like, me just smiling is going to magically make everything go away. So you look like the Joker when he (laughs) fell off the building at the end of Batman. (laughs) Right, exactly. So, But if, if you try it and it works for you... I think you can. I think you can beautiful. will yourself. You know. I think you can. Honestly, if you've if there's been a tragedy that's occurred, it's not likely to reverse that. But you can you can work to will yourself into a better frame of mind. Sometimes, yeah. If there's anything I've learned from uh, the movie Inside Out, it's that sadness and anger have purposes. You know, and you don't have to rely on them all the time. But they they can do some good for you. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. You don't have to live in that world forever. Take the time to embrace what they actually are and the, and the purposes that it can uh, yes. serve, you know, and help you. No, it's true. Wait, real quick uh, story about that movie. So when we, uh, I guess it must have been like a promotional item. There were little buttons of uh, each character. So, you know, sadness, anger, all, all of that. And I still have them in my house. We recently found them. So they just happened to be sitting on my bathroom counter <laughs> yesterday. I was telling Jason, it was time for bed. Brush your teeth. Stop playing around. Let's go. And he just took the anger pin <laughs> and he pinned it on the back of my shirt. Wow. I was like, what are you doing? I looked, I was like, are you kidding me? Wow. It made me laugh, though. Uh, You've created your own worst nightmare. Seriously. There was an experiment they did in, or it was more like a performance, I guess, in, it might have been in in somewhere in Central Park, where they set up the the inside-out emotion buttons, the table that they have, and they had people that were actors uh, just kind of standing around talking with each other, and as people went by and they pressed these buttons, the actors would... Turn to would key in on those emotions that were being pushed, and it would take people some time, but they would eventually figure it out that they were causing these two people to act a certain way by pushing these. Oh, that, that is cool. It was pretty neat. Yeah, uh, I'm sure they do psychological experiments like that. You know, they yeah. they've had um, you know, like the, the blind experience where people don't know if they're causing an electrical shock to go right. to someone in the center of a room. Yeah. All right. So listen, they say if you want a better outlook on life, 
just smiling alone might help out with that. Pretty teeth. Pretty teeth. What else else do we have? Uh, Oh, yes, Steve, I'd said there was uh, something concerning smoking because you had mentioned that. And I know I had this in here. Was uh, I right that smoking can pep you up? No. <laughs> no. That's not it. Okay. Smile and puff away. Because I just took a guess, and it, it seemed like bad <laughs> advice. But if you're here to say it's actually good advice. <laughs> no. All right. If you're planning to quit smoking, <laughs> Great American Smoke Out is next week, by the way. Uh, yeah. You want to have some social support. A British study finds that loneliness makes it more likely that someone will smoke. Uh, y- of course. And they found evidence to suggest that loneliness leads to increased smoking with people more likely to start smoking, to smoke more cigarettes, and be less likely to quit. Do cigarettes sort of become a surrogate friend? Well, as Casey has said many times, warning, uh, smoking cures boredom. Oh, yep. uh, um, okay. So it's, All right. it's something for you to do. It's If you are, you know, if you become addicted to tobacco, it's a, it feels good when you smoke. So you want to do that. You want to reinforce that. Uh, the scientists also looked for a connection between loneliness and drinking. But they didn't find any. Huh. That's interesting. That would seem to go hand in hand with the uh, cigarette smoking. Uh, Study authors say if loneliness causes people to smoke, it's important to alert services that help people uh, quit smoking so that they can take this factor into account when helping people drop the habit. So having a support system might be, you know, key to quitting smoking. Or not even even getting started. I wonder then, when all this is said and done, because, you know, the the isolation and the lockdown stuff, people have just been going through hell. I wonder if we will see a boost in smoking statistics. That's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Or or even vaping or some of these other options. Yeah. Yeah. All right. uh, Let's go to another... Another wing at the Just Saying Institute. It's sprawling, remember. It is. It's nine different buildings visible from outer space. It's over 200,000 acres, I think. Yes, the home of the First Lady Fleshlight Museum. (laughs) Wow. Empathy typically has a positive connotation. Uh, It's generally considered to be a virtue. But a new study from the University of California reveals that showing empathy is not always viewed favorably. In experiments, people liked and respected the empathizer but only when the character receiving empathy was liked as well. When a character was disliked, participants did not like the empathizer as much. I always give credit to someone who can be empathetic with someone who is not necessarily likable. Or or, or someone who, you know, that they can see something. They're going to go out... You know, I, I think that's... Like they say in charity, my wife and I say this all the time, you can you can write a check or donate money... A lot of times rolling up your sleeves and getting in, you know, and getting in there is is really the sign of being a charitable person. When you can be empathetic to people who, you know, aren't going to go, oh, you're, you're so awesome for doing that, you know, right. and, 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 and celebrate you and you just do it because that's what you should be doing. Uh, that's that's a, a higher level. ABC had a story this morning, 6ABC did, of a, of a woman, and I, and I only caught it in passing, so I, I don't have any of the details, who was... Uh, going around with a police officer and just personally checking on each and every person they saw that lives on the street. Wellness, yeah, and yeah. Doing these wellness checks. Yeah, and I'm like, man, that's that's what a really good person does. Right, man. that's a really really good person who does that type of thing. Uh, but yeah, so so they're saying that the empathizer sometimes isn't viewed positively if they're empathizing with someone who is um, considered not likable. I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, so, uh, lead study author Andre Wang, uh, said our feelings oh suggest that people see empathy as a social signal 
whom you choose to empathize with shows whom you care about and what you stand for. If people who empathize across social divides are repudiated, then empathy might not always bridge those divides. Instead, it might even reinforce them. Mm. So don't repudiate. Whatever you do. Repudiate. Don't repudiate. <laughs> right. Yep. If we if we could just put aside our differences and pudiate a stranger. Yep. I'm going to pudiate right now. Uh, okay. What else we got here? We had touched on a little bit of this uh, recently. Uh, I think I'd said it was a story in the New York Post that was saying how uh, some people who have left the urban. Uh, environment for, you know, like farmland and stuff yes. like that, uh, found out that, no, I don't like this. They went a little too rural. I need to be back in the city. Yeah. But a housing expert says that the pandemic didn't fuel a desire to move to the suburbs. It definitely helped. Uh, Byron Carlock is a real estate leader at PwC and says uh, the trend had started actually before the pandemic, and it has certainly accelerated as a result. It looks like in New York City, about 5,000 households a week have been vacating since July 1st, and that's largely millennials that have decided to move to the suburbs for more space. And also, there, a lot of times you're dealing with a heavier tax burden if you're living within the mm-hmm. city limits. And yeah. the inducement now, we talk about with... So prior to the pandemic, people were learning that, okay, maybe I can work from home. Maybe I, maybe I can do some stuff And you know, uh, before it was sort of forced. Uh, and they were already trying, making inroads in, uh, with that way. So the notion of... of um, you know, having to be in the city and, and minimize your commute and so on and so forth became less of an issue. So that's why you're seeing, you know, these these areas further than the city than you normally see them sprouting up. Uh, other reasons people are ditching the city life, affordability and convenience. Uh, and he says that it has put pressure on home builders to create more houses in cities like Austin, Dallas, Denver, Boise. Uh, and he add, and he says, and even Boise. Uh, and he adds that uh, younger workers are moving from high tax states, yes, uh, and municipalities with lower uh, taxes, such as Nashville and other major cities in Texas. Nashville is on fire, though. I mean, the uh, there's so many people I know who now will say um, Nashville is a destination, or you know, they're, they're, if they're thinking of moving, mm-hmm. that that's on their radar. It's just a yeah. It's, it's been like the last twenty years or so. Yeah, it's, it's slowly been a turnaround. Been like a really yeah. hot place to to be. There's a, obviously there's a, the thriving music scene there, and so there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of entertainment that you can engage in. And it's not all just country music. So yeah. uh, the majority of it is most definitely. Uh, all right, what else we got here? Oh, this one is uh, this one's very interesting from the Justine Institute. Uh, they called a study from Edith Cohen University, Cowan University. And found that training one arm can improve strength and decrease muscle loss in the other arm without even moving it. What? Tra- just training one yeah. arm? It's like that M. Night Shyamalan movie. What was that? Lady in the Water? One Lady arm in the man. Water. Yeah. All the guy did was work out one side <laughs> one of his body. Side. He said he was, a, he was an experiment. Uh, and Knight per- said that that was like based on someone that they knew. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Participants who had one arm immobilized for eight hours a day for four weeks and also performed only eccentric exercises, which are when the muscle is lengthened, such as... And you wear a monocle on your arm. Lowering a dumbbell in a bicep curl. uh, With their active arm showed an increase in strength and a decrease in muscle wastage in their immobilized arm. So, so, all right, so even if you're not working out the other arm... Simply working out one of the arms will help the other arm from wow. atrophy. 
I wonder if I could. Well, not atrophy. I mean, you're not completely. You're just not exercising it. Right. You, you are using it to some extent, but um, that's interesting because I have this bad shoulder. Yeah, I have yeah. This bad right shoulder, and therefore I do no do upper any, body exercises. Right. I can't. I can't even do planks, man. So. Maybe I just start doing some left arm exercises. <laughs> you could try. You know what though? But is it your desire? You're more ballet focused. I am. But listen. But any. This is interesting though, because any time I go for any type of physical therapy or whatever it may be, even if it's only the right side that has has problem, they want to make sure you balance out. So I do the identical exercises. Yes. On the left side. They as always well. do. You don't want to. Always want to do because that. a lot of times, person, you're going to a chiropractor and they'll they'll yeah. say. You'll come in with some issue, and, you, and they'll say, okay, well, this is sore. And they'll go to the, the other part of your yeah. b- side of your body and say, well, this is what's causing that to be out of whack. Yeah, yeah. This, uh, this, uh, this boulder. The researcher, Ken Nasaka, adds, I think this could change the way we approach rehabilitation for people who have temporarily lost the use of one arm or leg. By starting rehab and exercise in the uninjured limb right away, we can prevent muscle damage induced by exercise in the other limb and also build strength without moving it at all. Son of a bitch! Hey, this might be the birth of half-body gyms. I just hurt my shoulder when I did this. <laughs> That's right, not a good start. You may want to slow that roll a little bit. When I, sl- <laughs> when I slammed the ah! paper down... Yeah, Morning show host Presinelli was rushed to the hospital today after vigorously slapping some pages down on the side of a console. Ow. Doctors say he'll be in traction for six months. I hate it, man. You know, you work really hard... At fixing one thing, and and then in an instant, you just F it up. Does the weather ever affect your back? No, not that I've ever What noticed. if, like, a tornado hurls something into your back? <laughs> that might have an effect on me. I've, uh, you know, some breaks over the years, and whenever it's cold and or rainy, I feel it in my ankle. I feel it in my uh, my collarbone that I broke. It's uh, really, I feel like an old man when these things happen, but it's, it's unmistakable. Steve has brought that up to me before with my migraines because his wife, Claire, uh, there's there's barometric issues that, that kick it up for her. Clearly, yeah. I have never had a correlation with weather and aches and pains or any of that stuff. But some people swear about, you know, like, oh, my, my knee's starting, you know, well, there's a storm coming. I notice it. trick knee's going out. I notice it afterwards. I'll notice that my, my ankle is hurting, and then I'll be like, oh, yeah, it's cold and it's rainy out. Like, it, it, uh-huh. So the, the pain comes first, and that's the thing that I notice, and then I realize the reason, maybe the reason why, is because of the weather. Kathy, you said your bunion acts up when Stop. it's in the snow. <laughs> that's one thing I don't have, or bunions. Steven oh. dances. <laughs> the one thing. When, yeah. uh, when it's going to snow. <laughs> Snow's coming. Yeah. All right, anyhow, this is all that I'm going to share with you now from the Just Saying. It was good. But, uh, yeah, there's some good stuff. I have a whole stack of it. So maybe maybe next week at the Camp Out for Hunger, Ooh. we'll uh, head back into it. We'll have to see. All right, we're going to take a break. But as we do so, we have our visitors here from Godshall's Turkey Bacon, who dropped off some great food and also some giveaways. Uh, we have um, six pack of coupons good for six full size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon. We'll take call number 13 at 215 263 WMMR. Has 80% less fat and 100% smoky bacon taste. Make the switch to Godshall's. We'll take a break and be right back with the bizarre file. Stay with us. Freshen up your look with a fall merch update at MMR's Rock Shop. Head to WMMR.com and grab the latest hoodie or winter hat. For all you Halloween heads, hit up aisle one for a flurry of ghostly face masks. They'll get you right in the spirit. And work nicely if you're one of those, this is my costume kind of people. Plus, gift cards, t-shirts, hats, and coffee mugs for a unique gift for that person who has everything. 
The Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Everything that rocks your wardrobe and more. All right, here we go with some stories for you. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Robin Stein. I'm sorry, sometimes the, <laughs> the Nick Holla. The, 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 <laughs> brought to you by Robin's Diamonds and Tax Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robin's Delaware Diamonds. All right, let's get into it. We'll start with this man. An, an Egyptian fisherman is recovering after undergoing an emergency surgery to remove a live fish that had become lodged oh, no. in his throat. Oh, oh I thought you were going to say one of, the, one of the penis fish. Okay. And nearly suffocated him. Wow. Uh, the 40-year-old man. Wait, did he take a bite? Well, what? I'll explain how it happened. So so he arrived at the hospital. Medical staff who attended the patient said that he was unable to speak, was experienced shortness of breath. Oh, my God. When he was admitted. Now, video of the procedure was recorded and shared online. And in the 33-second clip, a doctor is seen using one hand to pry open in the man's mouth while trying to extract the fish with the other. Yeah, like no equipment. They're like, here, I'm just going to oh go God. in. Uh, local media reports claim that the fish got stuck at the entrance of the man's windpipe when he tried to hold the fish in his mouth while he was uh, attempting to catch a second fish by hand. Yeah, that's oh how I do it. So, it, like, like jumped down his throat. Yeah, if, you, if your hands are full and you put something in your mouth, that's what this guy was doing. Wow. Uh, following the short procedure, it was reported the man was recovering and being monitored by staff in the hospital's intensive care unit. Wow. Jeez. A Minnesota deer hunter had an opening day to remember. He bagged a 10-point buck and an alligator all in the same what? day. Yeah. Corey, well, the alligator was riding the deer. Corey Klosick <laughs> described the <laughs> the odd chain of events. This is a once-in-a-lifetime shot. From uh, Saturday's firearm hunting opener on Facebook declaring, only in 2020 can you go out and sit for deer gun season opener in Minnesota and shoot an alligator. Uh, Klosek theorized the reptile was somebody's pet until it was released when it grew too big. He said he spotted the alligator 10 feet in front of him while tracking the buck near a pond. So he did the smart thing. He he actually contacted the game warden. Yeah. And he said, I was informed that I could shoot it. All right, I can shoot yeah. that thing. Uh, but the hunter said he plans to mount the two together in a fun taxidermy piece, Steve. It's going to be an it's alligator excellent. riding, riding a, deer. a deer. It's yeah, gotten... I just called a little while ago about the alligator. I found a kid wandering around out right. here. Right. Shoot it. Uh, the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources said that alligators, which are invasive in the state, are not protected under the law. So maybe if you were in Florida or something like that, you couldn't do it. It only licensed people would be able to do it, but it's invasive. So yeah, have, have at wow, it. Wow, that's if, interesting. If you see the Minnesota alligators out <laughs> running around. Uh, okay, this is just weird. Um, and there is a, and I'll have to paraphrase because the way this story is written, it doesn't roll out like a bizarre file, but. Uh, there was for sale a 2007 Volkswagen Rabbit on eBay, and a apparently it has a speedometer that has been modified. Okay, so the title of the Craigslist ad reads, or it's on Craigslist, not eBay. Uh, it's in the Bay Area, sorry, not eBay. It's uh, Craig Bay. So it's a 2007 VW Rabbit, interesting speedo. It says so, meaning the speedometer and tachometer. So, and I saw pictures of this. And outside of the horrificness, it's pretty funny. They placed in the middle two little Adolf Hitlers. And as you speed up, his arm comes up in the Nazi salute. Oh, my God. So 
Oh, boy. I, it's terrible, but i got to imagine as you're revving the car up, that would look pretty funny, right? It, uh, listen, it, yes. Okay, I, I would so, have to chuckle a bit. So the arm he is was a placed, horrible person, but as a speedometer, he might have been a per- better person. The arm is placed on the needle and behind the body, so as you drive Hitler, the Hitler twins give you a bobbing Nazi salute. Now, oh the, copy, the copy of the ad reads, 2007 VW Rabbit has 137,000 miles with a five-speed transmission. Clutch feels good. Heat and AC work awesome. Brakes are newer, stop, uh, stops good. Power windows, interiors in good condition, just needs a good cleaning. And it goes on and on and on. And then at the very end, it says, price is low, but hoping the unique speedometer is enjoyed. Thanks for your interest. And let me know if you want to test drive or have a mechanic do a pre-inspect. Is there any indication that the owner was uh, a neo-Nazi? or no indication in the article at all as to why there are Hitler, odometer, and tachometers. Uh, but it's whatever, man. They're well done, by the way. I mean, I it, know, it, it I know. requires a little bit of work to get them to it operate lo- that way. It looks funny. Yeah. But I wish it was something else. All right. Uh, let's move on to another story. A dancer at the adult venue called Body Talk Sports Bar got locked up after allegations of fighting other dancers and swinging a broom. Oh, yeah. Uh, deputies encountered the dancer, a 29-year-old woman whose dancer name is Strawberry. Yeah. Around 2.30 a.m. at Body Talk, Strawberry was being held down by security officers and was quoted as saying, they're trying to kill me. A security officer reported Strawberry lost her purse, and when it was turned in, it just had a few dollars in it. Strawberry went into the dressing room. She began fighting all the other dancers, accusing them of stealing her money. Any other names mentioned? Who, no, including like Strawberry Square off against Kumquat. Yeah. There was uh, Passion. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Strawberry report, <laughs> uh, reportedly was ordered to leave and taken outside. She reportedly stayed huh. on the property and began fighting the other dancers as they left. Uh, the owner of Body Talk reported uh, he fired Strawberry and told her to leave at least a half dozen times. Leave Strawberry. She was jailed on uh, trespassing charges. No, she, she was, was a dancer. Casey and I were talking yesterday about that particular story. We were trying to remember. It might have been Lisa Ann, but it was a high-level porn star who said that she was, you know, because they do appearances at strip clubs, and she learned pretty quick that the dancers don't mess around. They do not. Uh, and that, she had mentioned brawls. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, so you got to uh, you got to watch out. And I remember being at a at a local establishment back in the office and seeing a series of uh, Polaroid pictures of separate girls with, with a big sign that says, do not let these people in. So it was like, you know, dancers, I yeah, think, that yeah. have probably had a little bit of a, an attitude <laughs> or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So, all right, anyhow, that's what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. All right, so we've been teasing the camp out for hunger. It is on a Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been looking. We have we have our new posters that we're giving away. They look fantastic. One of the things I love about it, Steve, and and everybody who comes by to donate can get the President Steve Totally Office calendar poster for this year. Is the the stock of it is super thick and very high quality. Like sometimes you get posters, yeah, it'll rip, and, it, yeah, you, and they rip yeah, even no. when you try to roll them up. This Not is, these. This is this is me hitting it. Yeah, you hear how thick that is. And so this is a good quality item that we're going to be giving away. And uh, although you can't stay and hang out at the campout, just keep in mind, if you do come by, obviously it's worth it because you're donating. But that's the only place you're going to be able to get the calendars. Yep, correct. So uh, a few other things about the campout. We are going to welcome to our airwaves. She was the public relations associate for Phil Abundance, was with Phil Abundance, left, and now she came back, which is great because we get to see her again. Uh, this is Samantha, and I'm going to mess up her last name, Redamar. Is that how I say your name, Samantha? You got it right. Yay! How are you, Samantha? 
I'm great, everybody. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're, get, we're getting ready for the event. Um, we're, get, we're getting all the things in place, uh, prepping for it. And, and the one thing about the Camp Out for Hunger is you never know exactly how it's going to play out until you get down there and you get in place and you start doing the event. So we're hoping for big things this year, Samantha, and I know you guys need it, right? Definitely, definitely. We've been seeing increased hunger across the board due to COVID. And so right now we're seeing about a 60% increase in need compared to what we've seen in years past. And so camp out is needed now more than ever. Well, Samantha, we, we've learned, we learned last year that, um, you know, and bizarrely for the past couple of years, even though, you know, prior to COVID, the economy was doing very well, still Philadelphia, for some reason, is, is, is bad with food insecurity. And, uh, to tag this on to that just makes it more of a critical issue. So we're 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 cautiously optimistic. For sure. And even right now, what's crazy about COVID is that forty percent of the people who are coming to fill abundance right now to receive help has never used a food bank or utilized food assistance before. And so this shows that people are really down on their luck and camp out is something that is is fun but with a really, really great cause. And so if anybody is fortunate enough to be in a good position right now, we really suggest donating to Camp Out and through Camp Out either on site or through the virtual food drive or at an acne location because you're gonna really help someone out during a really increased time of need. Samantha, what do you have to say to people who uh, are ha- maybe hesitating uh, looking for a helping hand, you know, out of pride or something like that. We understand that it's a difficult thing to do. There's such stigma around food insecurity, but this is not a handout. This is a hand up. We understand that right now people are trying to navigate a pandemic, a global pandemic, just like many of us. And no one should have to worry about where their next meal is coming from. And at Phil Abundance and our partner agencies, we always ensure that folks are getting food in a dignified and respectful way because we understand that at this moment in time, anybody could be food insecure. It's just one loss of a paycheck, one slip and fall, one emergency. And so it's never about utilizing a resource or saying, hey, I'm not I'm not that much in need. Someone else is in more need than I am. Phil Abundance is here. We have the food and we just want to make sure that nobody in Delaware Valley goes hungry. And you know what's interesting is about the people who do reach out for help and receive it. We have seen it time and time again. They come back around and they end up returning the favor tenfold because of the help that they received. We see it. So many people come down and say, man, I've used this before. I'm back on my feet. I'm good to go and I'm giving back. Uh, And it's pretty amazing when that happens. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we actually got an email or a letter the other day from a woman who was like, hey, I'm giving you guys my stimulus check because when I was down on my luck, you helped me out. And I really don't need the stimulus check more than some other people do in the area. So here, take this and buy some great food for some families in need. And so when people drop off food, that really helps. But also these monetary donations, like through the virtual food drive, that allows us to buy things like meat, produce and dairy, which you really can't buy in a traditional food drive. So that's going to really help folks have a well-rounded meal, and really, really support themselves and their families. Well, the, the complexion of this year's um, camp out, we were, we were determined to, if we could, keep at least that element out at the, uh, at the sports complex and, and have a variation on it you know, for a little bit of sense of normalcy. Obviously, we don't have the, the large tent. We're not having people in or an audience. It's basically, I think, Casey described it as like a, a zoo, but, but you can pass by and we'll be there. And, um, and uh, you're dropping off the food. Hopefully, there'll be a nice sense of excitement. It's a different animal, but it's. I think in, in many ways, it'll it'll be just as exciting because we've seen a number of uh, events take place, 
And we've seen people rise to the challenge, and that's what we need now. So, And you can be completely safe when you come down. You drop off the food. There'll be people there to collect it. They'll, uh, they'll, uh, everyone's following all the precautions we have to because if for any reason we jeopardize anything and they have to shut down the event, we can't have that. Yeah. So we're following everything by the rule, and we ask everyone coming down to do that, and that would be great. But we can still make it a nice thing, and again, um, you know, it's so needed. And it's so fun as well. We have the Phila Trunk event happening this Sunday with the car club. That's a great way to get the family out to see what's happening in a way, but in a socially distanced manner. And also during the week at Camp Out, dropping off the food is half the fun. And it's still going to be that fun liveliness, but just with that safety precaution added. And also helping somebody out through a global pandemic while having fun at the same time. So we really, really appreciate everything that MMR is doing, you guys, and the greater Philadelphia area, because without the support support of your listeners and your audience, we couldn't feed the many thousands of people that we do. Last year, 2.6 million pounds of food. Yeah. And right now, we, I, I know we want to surpass that, and, and I'm hopeful that we can because it's just it's, it's crazy out there, guys. Yeah, I believe All it. Right. Yeah, we can All do right. it. We can do it. Thank you, Samantha. We will see you next week at the Wells Fargo Center Complex, okay? Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Samantha Radimer. Yeah. Abundance. And we'll meet more of the Field Abundance crew while we are there. So we're getting set for it. Make your plans now. Come and join us if you can. If not, go to Acme. The Head Start is happening there. You can donate through Acme. It's very, very simple to do. And you can go to WMMR.com or com and get the info on how to do it. Or you just swing by your Acme and you'll see us. The president has seen cutouts Man, the they, information. They have, Acme has so risen to the challenge this yep. year. It's just unbelievable. Yep. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Make sure you stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer is excited to introduce to you his most loved engagement ring, Krista. Choose a metal color and carrot size at the perfect price. I hate Stevensinger.com. Steven Singer Jewelers is not in the jewelry business. He's in the love business. Whether celebrating life or celebrating love, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Real quick, I want to read a um, an email. That uh, Marissa came across uh, concerning the Camp Out for Hunger. I love this. It is from uh, Bob Hornberger. Uh, he says, uh, hey, when you're while you're gearing up for next week's Camp Out for Hunger, um, he said, I wanted to reach out on behalf of my U11 boys soccer team, the Springfield FC Storm. Huh, that's a cool name. I've used your event to help my soccer team understand how to be good people as well as improve their skills as a player. Uh, as players, and as part of the, our season and development, I posed a challenge for my players to earn cans by completing various soccer skill tasks on the field as well as chore options at home. So each task ranged from one to three cans, and for their efforts, the players are competing for Amazon gift cards from their favorite coach. Uh, as of my last practice on Monday, we have at least two players who have earned over a 100 cans each. And we'll be bringing our donation by Xfinity Live on Tuesday around 6 p.m. by way of a caravan. That's fantastic. Hopefully these efforts will inspire other organizations and teams to do something similar. This is a great way to show uh, young boys humanity, their place in the world around them, as well as improve their play on the field. Thank you. Bob Hornberger, coach of Springfield FC Storm. 
you, you had the story about the. We've had a number of stories. I won't go through all of them, but they're they're like little little efforts by you know, like a, a, a young boy who put together something, and then uh, some of the Acme store managers, and then all these things going on. And obviously, we're in the the thick of some crap now. But when we get past this, and we know we're going to get to a better place, uh, these are the stories that that sort of inspire you. And if we can tap into this energy for next week, and uh, you know. Again, Preston, there's a lot of stuff that we're talking about. Well, we're not going to have to worry about this, but now we're going to have to worry about that. I'm I'm optimistic about what we're going to experience next week. We have a lot of things that we've never done before, right. and that's a little nerve-wracking. Right. But for the most part, seeing the way people have been responding and taking these grassroots efforts, yeah, it looks like we could, you know, we could have a, a good one. I hope so. Yeah. Absolutely. I just know my hearing isn't going to be damaged as much this year. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be weird to be out of the camp out and mm-hmm. kind of have a dynamic like we have in the studio here mm-hmm. because we can't have it filled that way. You know, because yeah. the, the critical thing is not having somebody from the city come down mm-hmm. and shut it down. We can't afford that. So we've got to make sure we're sticklers. Yep. So, uh, yeah, no no house bands and no uh, no crazy crowd noise or, or confetti cannons exploding. Yes. Uh, but we're going to have a good time. And, and we're kind of more there symbolically uh, this year. And... and uh, you know, we could do it all virtually, but we have this opportunity to to kind of keep a, a slight bit of normalcy in the event. Uh, so, you know, we figured that was a, a, the right approach. So we'll, yeah. see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I did. I had somebody ask me. They're coming down with their whole office. So there are still people planning to come. The office has been collecting and they're coming down. And cool. uh, she asked, can we hang out in the parking lot? And I was like, Ugh. I was like, you can't. No. And she was like, OK. She said, that's why I wanted to, you know, check ahead of time. But I mean, they're still planning to come down uh, in multiple cars as a group. And that's donate. awesome. Yeah. And hopefully if things are set up the way they are, the way that we are hoping they're or, or assuming they are and going through the steps of you, you'll have a chance to have a spot where there's going to be a photo op yeah, spot and yeah. you'll be able to post on social media and we would appreciate it because that will help spread the word about the event. Um, and we'll uh, we'll have, and like I said, until we get down there and get everything in place, we'll be able to fully describe it to you and explain what's going on. And so. I will be running my Lombada clinic. Very so, good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. But from a distance. From a distance. Six foot yeah, yeah. Uh, Lombada. All right. Uh, anyway, uh, the other thing we have to think about, the holidays are coming up. we got Thanksgiving the week after Camp Out for Hunger, which is normally the other way around. We and, go into that holiday weekend, and then we go straight into the trailer and, and tent and broadcast live. So it's a different animal. This is time. it effing with your mind, that whole displacement? Yeah. It is, a little it? bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. But it's not uh, It's not too, too bad. But um, I think, Nick, was it? Is it your brother who is building an addition to the house just so they could have? Well, no. Uh, the idea was it wasn't for Thanksgiving. It's an idea for okay. um, for future visits from my, uh, my parents, my sister-in-law's in-law's. I don't really know why. I I didn't need to include that detail. (laughs) So your aunt's sisters. My parents and my brother's parents are the same people. Uh, Um, (laughs) So, uh, anyway. Dad, can I talk to you? Are you my brother's dad as well? It's like trick trivia. Uh, Nick, come over to the house. We need to talk. Do you have that rewind button, Steve? Because, yeah. um, Anyway, they're they're thinking about building this trailer on the house. Thank you. On the on the property. And so um, it's like a prefab unit. It's really interesting. He, and my brother showed me pictures of it. And uh, the manufacturer is outside of Denver. And so they, they have these trailers. They're almost like um, like an RV style type of a thing. Right. Um, but it comes with uh, a bathroom, electricity, you know, a little mini kitchen, a little mini bathroom. They have to run pl- plumbing to it. And they have to obviously run electricity to it. But it's separate from the house. Um, and it'd be a place for, for in-laws to come in and visit. You know, basically it's an in-law suite on the property, not attached to the house. Oh. And because of the pandemic, 
uh, they, these things are completely sold out. They're, the manufacturer of them is having a hard time keeping up with demand. And and I found the whole idea and concept pretty fascinating. Uh, and my brother's pursuing it as a possibility to, you know, to have it in addition to his house without it being actually a, a part of the house itself. So, okay. So the, the, are they sold with that in mind that you have they these are. little pod homes on your on your property? Yeah. And, and, and so a truck will deliver it. You know, it comes on the back of a flatbed uh, truck. And how's and the plumbing taken care of? Or is it like a like a like a like a, a tank that you empty? I don't quite know if there's a septic tank uh, part of this. I don't know. Yeah, um, and water. You so I'll but tell you. There's a line that runs to it. So there is there's plumbing that goes to the trailer um, or or to the pod or whatever you want to call it. Um, but how all of that works, Steve, I don't know the details. So I'll tell you. Years ago in Rocky Point, Long Island, a, a my my first agent in comedy, his mother was not doing well, and so he had a a small house, like a really small house, built on his property. And what he did, and it was like, oh, okay, if you want to do this, he literally ran an extension cord from his house. Wow. We, uh, he asked if I had to help. I said, listen, I, I, his mother was sweet, and I was trying to help him out. And I said, yes, I, I don't know if this is legal, but I'll, I'll, I'll help you because it's, you know, she was in dire straits. The band. She was, no. She was <laughs> a bass player. Uh, yeah, she was a bass player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. She's great. She, she left yeah, after yeah, Sultans yeah. of Swing because yeah. she felt yeah. the attention was being placed on Mark Knopfler. But I digress. Right. Anyway, yeah. the, uh, uh, so what happened was uh, he had a, a, a an extension cord out of his house, Nick. We buried it down about five feet and wrapped it in insulation okay. because there's a permafrost that'll happen in the winter. And then <laughs> a hose, same sort of situation. That would fill up into a tank reservoir attached to the house, and so th- it put me in mind of what you were describing. Yeah, yeah, I think they've they've made advances since then, yes. so you don't have to run the, the cord to it. Um, but but they can't keep these things in stock, and so they're they're popular all over the country right now for pretty obvious reasons. So my sister in law lives in a legitimate small house, um, okay. and like one you'd see on a, on the on the TV show. On the TV yeah, show. Yeah. I mean okay. that's that's exactly what she lives in, and she bought um, this huge piece piece of property, and then her boyfriend bought the small house, and it literally came in on a, a pickup truck, yeah. or, like, you flatbread. Know, like a, fl- a flatbed, yeah. uh, and it flatbread. Was... <laughs> Those are good though. I they're, they're good for the, yeah. the pizza. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, it came and and they put it on the property, but I thought, yeah, like as far as plumbing and all of that electricity and how, all of yeah. that goes, how does it? All work. I, I don't know. Right, which you would have to. I, to do anything to code, you'd have to run legitimate plumbing and stuff like that. But th- there is, I, I wonder, like, is that's a go-to, I think. What? If you don't want, I always, when I get invited, if someone invites me to You mean I, so I, people don't come to visit you? Well, no. <laughs> like, even when I go to visit, after all this, I hope to get go visit my dad, who's in his 90s. I haven't seen him in, in a while, but I can't take the risk now. Right. Uh, but uh, I, I, you know, when he invites me out, I always stay at a hotel. I always feel yeah. there's a level of imposition. I think actually a little removed cottage from the house. <laughs> yeah, guest house. Would be nice. It would be cool. I, I mean, we just I've, don't have, you know, we're not, we're not, we're not, uh, you know, uh, mansion people. I've, I've, uh, we, we have a, a shed in our backyard, and I've looked at that a few times and gone, I wonder mm. if I could, if I could convert this to make this livable. You know what I mean? Like if a she in, shed. If I was in the doghouse, yeah, and uh, you could go out, there I could go out there and sleep in the shed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I what, know I could in the summertime. Why don't you try slowly and just do a lean to? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah on the side of the shed. I told you, my dad wants to, and he is dead serious. He goes, let me finish your attic for you. I'll do all of the work and just let me um, live up there and go there when I want to. My (laughs) great-grandmother lived with my grandparents, and they... They changed over the um, the attic and made it her living space. And so I was a little kid, you know, she was my great grandmother. 
Uh, so she passed away before I was uh, a teenager, I think. But um, I used to love going up there because cool. the, the ceiling was a little bit lower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really short, so yeah. it was. But they had redone the attic. Uh, specifically for, like, her little apartment to live up there. It can be done. Yeah, that's what my dad wants. And there's three windows that uh, face the street. And he says that he wants to sit in the window in a rocking chair so people drive by and go, who is that man? It would be like the, <laughs> se- the Sentinel. Dad, man. Did you ever see the movie The Sentinel? <laughs> no. Yeah, so, so the, the, ba- the basic deal was, and this brownstone in New York was basically the gateway to hell. So there was always a nun who had, like, glazed-over eyes who would just sit up in the window looking out. <laughs> But Steve, to your point about the hotel, that's exactly what my mom is just not that comfortable yeah. right now staying in places like that. And um, my dad's OK with it. But um, it would make sense for my mom to have a, a place on the property where she feel comfortable. She wouldn't have to check in and out of a hotel. And, and my and then and then they wouldn't have to be inside the house either. Uh, here's a text says, uh, Nick, this is nothing new. My parents retired years ago. Uh, to Eastern Shore, Virginia. Rednecks have multiple in-law suites on their properties. <laughs> Red, rednecks, multiple in-law suites. So what Single they, and double wides, he says. What do they go for? I don't know. I think that's just a you know, like a trailer that you can get. Okay. And, and there are smaller trailers that you can habitate in. You know? Okay, we're looking at one now. This that's... is what it looked like, the the, the oh, drawing wow. my brother, okay. uh, the rendering, I, I should say, that my huh. brother showed It's me. like a little cottage yeah. on... We, so are the... Are the it is, looks like a shed, yeah, but yeah. but, but uh, it has nice gables one. on it, and, you know, it, it looks like a little bitty home. It's got a built-in pool. No, it, it's cool. it's a... Uh, it's a is, it, is it permanently fixed to the trailer underneath? It's not. It, so it'll be dropped off onto the property. There's no foundation to speak of underneath, you know, so, right. so it's... There's no basement or any, you know, you can't go down <laughs> into the ground. I'm waiting for my basement. <laughs> right, but um, but the plumbing is run to it and the electricity is run to it. Huh. I wouldn't mind staying in that if I had no. to go visit someone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have a little, fine with your it. own space. Absolutely. Yeah. I always feel the problem when you stay with someone that's always, and you wake up. It's, you know, I know. I yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, you're in the bathroom brush, brushing your teeth. And, and, and the houses, I've been in houses where it's just absolutely deadly silent. And I'm like, hey, how do I even fart? Yeah. No. <laughs> or do stuff. Do um, stuff. Oh, yeah, do stuff is what I meant. But those are those are hard to come by. Yeah. Right now you're saying. They're really back ordered. And, uh, you know, my, my uh, brother has three young kids. And so my parents would be out of their way being in the house, too. So, you know, I think that there are a lot of upsides for it. But, but ordering these prefab ones... They are really impossible to find at this point. So it's a huge back order. Could you reinforce a refrigerator box? Uh, yes, yeah. you could. And uh, I think Kathy's <laughs> family has uh, experience <laughs> living in boxes. That's right. <laughs> so you can. Yeah, he's out there in that box that says, no girls allowed, spelled with a Z. <laughs> right. But these are just a little nicer than that. Yeah. You know what would be great about those is if you wanted to redecorate or, re- you know, change the, the, the look of them, you it's could, not a whole it, lot of work. You no. could do it like once a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could change it up all the time. Uh, I couldn't live like that all the time. No. But for a while. It's too small. Yeah, I we're, could we're see that. We're looking at interior shots of some of them. They're really, uh, they're really impressive on uh, the inside. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a few odd things that are uh, that you can't come across right now. One of the things we mentioned was uh, the outdoor heaters. Uh, because restaurants yeah. have bought them all mm-hmm. up in preparation for outdoor dining. So, I mean, like the businesses to get into eight months ago: uh, lawn signs, uh, outdoor heaters, plexiglass, uh, tent people, plexiglass. Yeah, plexiglass. Yep. I mean, you know, I, there are so many restaurants that have attached to tents recently, and uh, hopefully, it'll help them 
get through the winter. Oh, right. God, I hope so. I had a friend who, he has a printing business. It's actually the guy that helped us with the signs uh, at the beginning of the pandemic when we put them in the first responders' yards. Yes. Um, Shank Printing out of Conshohocken. And he um, he specifically got his own equipment to print signs right at the beginning of the pandemic because That's smart. this was all happening. Here's a weird thing that is uh, that has impacted uh, the, uh, the that uh, COVID has uh, made an impact on that I wouldn't have ever considered, but apparently skiers are going to be facing a challenge uh, in this upcoming season. Oh, yeah, because of lines? Uh, n- no, not because of lines. So uh, you mean lines at the at the lift? Yeah, people. No, okay. Uh, Adrian Ballinger is an expert in avalanche preparedness and says as limits on uh, resort skiing multiply. And people want to avoid crowds. The allure of skiing in the backcountry is strong. And the danger is that the backcountry is not controlled for avalanches, nor are are there trail signs or ski patrol in the case of an accident. He urges skiers who are uh, set on doing backcountry skiing... Uh, to take the necessary precautions before venturing out, they think they think there's going to be more avalanches, wow, and more people lost. Yeah, well, that wow. stands to reason because they don't want to go to active yeah. ski sites, as Nick was saying. So, um, have you ever done stuff like that? Backcountry? No. Yeah, yeah. No, uh-uh. the the mo- the the most. Uh, I've I've skied the bowls at Vale, and and that's just wide open, huge. But I've never done backcountry. No, God, no. I, that's. You're flirting with trees and stuff like that. It is, uh-huh. I don't like trees. It's uh-huh. funny when you uh, grow up skiing in the Poconos and then you get to ski out west and you realize, oh, this is what skiing's supposed oh, to be like. Yeah. And you're on a lift for an hour getting up to the top of the mountain and you have places like that. It's uh, They're just vast. Did you see the movie? Uh, I was I was watching a bit of it the other night. It's with uh, Will Ferrell and um, from Veep, um, uh, oh, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, I didn't see it. Was it, it good? So they're at a resort and uh, they're sitting up on an outside balcony uh, you know, it's a ski resort, and yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I was expecting something different, I think, but it it was interesting. And they're sitting there, and they do a forced avalanche, you know, to yeah. to stop the thing in the mountains. And uh, they're sitting there, and, and it, it got away from the people who detonated the explosives, and so it's coming towards the balcony. And it's clear that uh, you know it's going to be right on top of them soon. So Will Ferrell just gets up and runs from his family. <laughs> and so when all the the stuff clears, it's just it, it's dusted over the table. But Julie Lou Dreyfus and the kids are just at the table, like, where did you go? Uh huh. And that would be me. <laughs> that would have been me. <laughs> Everybody, every man for himself. <laughs> and Get out of here. He's got to live with that, and that's basically the rest of the movie. Where did you go? Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh God. I told you one time we were at uh, Lynn Villa Orchards and this storm out of nowhere came up. <laughs> and I'm there with my kids and they were toddlers at the time. And, you know, like the dust devils are whipping up and, the, you know, it's the skies turned black. It just, it came on us. That sounded weird. <laughs> uh, and it's like, what's in the box? Right, exactly. And uh, and I start running and I leave my kids behind and my best friend Steve starts picking up my children. To take them. I'm like, why didn't I do that? Why did I not do that? Could you be our new daddy? Hmm. Don't ever go into battle with me, folks. I'll leave you. That's all there is to it. Uh, so, yeah, this is another one of those things that I didn't consider um, about uh, the pandemic and and uh, smaller crowds and things like that that that's going to be affected. And yet they're all but like uh, officially when winter st- I mean we are really full into Christmas stuff now. If you look on TV, oh, yeah, Christmas yeah. commercials are ring like crazy. Yep. Um, you know, usually you get to Thanksgiving, but I mean we're I, I think there's an eagerness to just get into that. So all of the stuff in the city and and the uh, the 
the displays around um, what around City, City Hall. Hall. Yeah. Are they are they are they up and running? No. Here, Marissa. Marissa. No. Yes. No. Oh. They are. Yeah. The um, ice skating rink is up in Dilworth. Okay. And uh, they're going to do the Christmas Village. It's just going to be much more pared down. I think it's a lot more local stuff. And it's going to be much more spread out. And the walkways are going to be designated. And isn't so, there... But that's not open yet, because I was talking to them about that for possible yes. like uh, activity. That's not open. Yes, you're right, Kathy. Okay. That is coming soon. But in Dilworth, the um, ice skating rink is there. And um, there's mold wine available there. And mold? Little, mold uh, wine? Mold wine right there. The hell there. is mold wine? Uh, it's like wine that's heated up with like spices in it. Oh, oh not M-O-L-D. No, M-U-L-L. Uh, mold. Mold. He said mold? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's right next to the asbestos, asbestos spritzers. Well, oh my. because I was thinking about the other day with those new laws that you can, like, get a drink and walk around now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, you can just walk in the city with uh, wine in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think they're doing something virtual, too, as far as being able to support some of those vendors online. And, okay. And, and um, you know, which is cool. Uh, but, Kathy, you heard me gasp. I know. I, I looked over. Are you excited about my activities? Holiday activities! Yes! They Listen, will be coming. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm already working on the list. and um, Checking it twice? Yes, I am. <laughs> no, it's like I'm excited. It, it's a lot of new stuff for me, and I think I'm get going to get out to, like, pretty much every single one of them. Well, the fact that you were able to pull off what you pulled off for the autumn uh, fall activities, you know, with this restrictions is pretty mm-hmm. cool. So this yeah, this fun. could be a ray of sunshine. Yeah, I think yeah. there's a lot of stuff happening outside, obviously. Okay, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right, well, listen, we should take a break because we have some uh, guests coming up in the next segment or two. We're going to talk to, like I said, Adam McKay, uh, actor and uh, comedian Robert Wall is going to be on the show. And I'd like to give away some Godshall's turkey bacon. I think they've brought by the tastiest dish that they've ever created this Meatball morning. thing? It's this meatball thing. Holy hell. In a little, in a little basket of love. Yeah. Cheese and love. Uh, and you can make some great stuff with Godshall's turkey bacon. I will take... Uh, caller number 14, 215-263-WMMR. Set you up with a six-pack of coupons, good for six full-size packages of Godshalls Turkey Bacon. And don't forget, you can get a sneak preview of the new Godshalls ad with Brian Westbrook at Godshalls.com. We'll be back in just a moment. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger, benefiting Phil Abundance. It's the week before Thanksgiving. Starting Monday, November 16th, the gang will be camping out for an entire week at Xfinity Live in the Wells Fargo Center Complex. The dates aren't the only thing different about this year. The show will still go on inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. But we can't have a studio audience. We're emphasizing cash donations this year, both online at WMMR.com and at your local Acme Market at the checkout register. Non-perishable food donations can be accepted on site via our trunk-to-truck drive through drop-off. Fueled by Pepsi. Camp Out is not possible without the generosity of you and our partners. Comcast Spectacor and the Philadelphia Flyers, Whitehorse RV Center, Cinch Propane Home Delivery, TRG Mid-Atlantic, Xfinity from Comcast, and Mayfair Fence. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. All right, so we have some guests coming up in a little while. We're going to talk to Adam McKay. Very excited to speak to him. Um, Anchorman, Step Brothers, Vice, a lot of great movies uh, and shows that he's been a part Talladega of. Talladega Nights. Yeah. Uh, he's got something new he's working on next week that's star-studded, by the way. Leo like, is in it. This is the biggest star-studded cast of this next movie, and he'll tell you about it, but it's yep. pretty amazing. We'll get him on in a little bit. We're also going to talk to... Uh, Comedian and actor Robert Wall, you've known from tons of movies and comedy specials over the years. So Batman, 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was a reporter. Yeah. Uh, in that. Um, but before we talk to those guys, I want to talk about pee. Pee? Right. Yes. Sure. I want to talk about urine, piss, okay. wee, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I have the wrong article here. <laughs> you look like the piss boy. This article says 17 surprising items you should clean in the dishwasher. Is one of them oh. piss? We oh, have I urine. Like that. Let's talk about that instead piss of pee. Boy. No, I think you're going to like the pee. Kiss uh, boy. But I pulled the wrong. Kiss <laughs> boy. Here it is. Yay. Yay. Your pee color chart and what it means. You look like the piss boy. We'll get to the dishwasher another time. Kat. All right. I have fine. It, but we'll use it another time. Um, Can't get her excited like that and then uh, switch it with a piss story. Urine color can range from clear to brown. Yes. While some of these hues may seem a bit uh, alarming, experts share exactly what each of these pee colors means about your health. These are the hues of your piss. That is right. <laughs> uh, can I take a general guess? Yes. The lighter it is, the healthier? Like, once it starts to get into colors, you're heading into not-so-healthy territory. Maybe. It depends. So, okay. like, here is what I... So, so we'll start with clear, okay? Yes. So, and, okay. and then we'll get darker as we go along. So... If you thought clear urine was a sign of good health, you're not alone. A lot of people think the more water, the better, but that's not necessarily true. What it means, clear pee is one of the first indicators of overhydration. Um, the body's attempting to get rid of the excess water that you've ingested, according to urologist uh, Yanita Sima Chiang, Chiang at, uh, uh, and they say to stop drinking until you're thirsty again and pee returns to a normal light yellow. That's I will pee clear at least once a day. Yeah, yeah. I take a lot of uh, mm-hmm. of water. As do I. Um, but <clears throat> after that, you should let it. You should, you should back off the water once you start clearing and once you start peeing clear. And then I get the light yellow. When I've had like bright yellow, I've been doing too much in the way of vitamins and things of that nature. My uh, my friend, my cousin, actually um, over like overhydrated herself or whatever you want to call it. She drank so much water at a point. She was uh, on a diet trying to lose weight that they said that she was actually flushing the nutrients out of the, her body. Yeah. Well, that's what happened with me when I, when I, when I passed out in the studio here and, and we that went over to Lankanau, the doctor came in and he said, you're, you're drinking too much water. You're actually flushing oh, wow. potassium out of your or system. Not, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now if it's light yellow, that means that you are, that's completely normal. Okay. Uh, the urologist says that this is, uh, the optimal urine color to maintain, um, whatever you've been doing because it's working, just keep doing it. He said, now if it's dark yellow, uh, that means a dark yellow urine is common in the morning when more than eight hours have passed since your last drink of water. It can also happen throughout the day though. If you've gone too long without hydrating, simply put, uh, the doctor says it probably means you're slightly dehydrated. Not very much, but slightly. Interesting. So you just got to drink some water. Consider limiting uh, dehydrating food and drinks. Uh, if your pee is orange, which, by the way, what's the weirdest color your pee's ever been? Uh, deep red. I've had, really? Because <laughs> I peed blood okay, well, yeah, when pee I had blood. a biopsy. I did pee blood one time, scared the hell out of me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, they, they took the sample for the prostate surgery. And they asked me questions. They were like, have, have you been having rough sex? <gasps> yeah. Seriously? Yeah, honestly. Oh yeah. Would you like to have rough yeah. sex? Yeah. And do you know how to have rough sex? I had, I just, I peed blood one time and nothing ever really came, came of it. And uh, it was just a, an anomaly. Maybe, yeah. I, maybe I'd gotten, you know, racked earlier in the day and didn't remember it. Yeah. But, but we always remember. Blew out a nut. Yeah, I don't know, and and so I had peed, but um, on time time I've I've peed what I consider to be almost 
like a neon green. And I'm like, well, that's weird. Oh, is it if you're taking like a, a multivitamin or something? I don't remember. I never did find out. Yeah, um, that'll happen sometimes. And eating beets. And, <laughs> oh, and, God. And it can be as little as like an hour later. And It'll I, scare it, the hell out yes, of you. It's your peeing rosé, Kathy, is what it <laughs> yeah. looks like. Ooh. I know, right? <laughs> so I, and, take, I take a beet supplement every day. Yep. And uh, yeah, sometimes you'll see a little bit, you know, it'll, it'll come through in that. That's a turn on. For, I piss rosé. <laughs> Mine's rosé. I'm so romantic. Why don't you come back to my apartment and I'll piss you a little rosé. <laughs> um, I can piss rosé on you if you'd like. But it's always funny because I'll... Not I'll, a golden shower. I'll start, a to go, shower. <laughs> I'll start to go to the bathroom and, and I'll see that and I'll be like, wait a minute. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I had beets for dinner or whatever it may be. All right, so dark urine. Uh, yeah, you, you might be slightly dehydrated. Okay, orange. If you have orange pee... Certain urinary tract infection medications or multivitamins uh-huh. like B12 and C can lead to an orange-hued pee. I was taking too much C for a while. Wait, but is it, that so that's bad? Is it? Does it mean you're taking too much? Your body's expelling it. It just says be aware of the vitamins and medications you're taking and ask your doctor if you're concerned about the color. So it doesn't really indicate if it's bad or not, okay. Kathy. All right, so I think sometimes multivitamins have led me to pee like... Uh, Plaid? No, 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 like Mountain Dew colored. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that's, what, that's the, the neon green that's I was talking neon, about. Okay, yeah. all right. And was that from the vitamins? I don't remember. All right, because yeah. I I don't know what it was, but I I was taking a bunch of vitamins and then stopped and wasn't peeing. There was a craze anymore. for a while, Nick, where they were, you know, and, and vitamins and take this and take a multivitamin, take this, right. and on top of that and that. And, and there was, I remember there used to be footage of Nick Nolte who would take, I mean, he had trays of things. He was taking vitamins every day. Um, and, uh, Dr. Michael, tell you, you don't need to do all that, you know? Uh, yeah, and in fact, it's not recommended that you no, take multivitamins unless your doctor says that uh, you should go forward with that. In fact, uh, high dose of vitamins can turn your pee a bright, almost neon yellow color. Uh, so the most common culprit is B2, like I was saying in this. Uh, hang on, before we continue with the colors, let me go to AJ. Hi, AJ. Good morning. Good morning, guys. You guys are rock. Ah! Thank you, AJ. What's up? So when I, this is like going 15 years ago, um, my mom, I, I caught wind that my mom was going to give me a surprise drug test. I was still living at home at the time. I don't know. I was like 20 years old or something. Well, I caught wind of that and I figured, well, if I drink enough water, I should pass this over the counter drug test. <laughs> so what I decided to do was guzzle, and I mean guzzle, gallons of water within like an hour. And I drank so much water that I actually started to hallucinate and get very nauseous, very sick. And I started to hear, like, like literally, like I was taking hallucinogens. Um, you can get I, I, drunk. Yeah, you can basically get, like, it's like being drunk off drinking too much water. Yeah, it was nothing like I felt before. Like, I didn't think I was going to die, but I kept it together and went right home. And as soon as I got to the door, right away, she um, whipped out the test. I took it. I passed. But then I made myself throw up out of sight. And it was... It was bad. Don't drink too much water, kid. <laughs> okay. All right. yeah. no, you're right. You know, for those times when your mom gives you a drug test. <laughs> yeah, thanks, AJ. Yeah. Um, all right, so green. If okay. your pee is green, what it means, similar to orange urine, green urine may be a side effect of certain vitamins, and it could also be caused by green food dye. Okay. Uh, what about green foods themselves, like your spinaches and broccolis and things like that? Doesn't indicate that. All right. So that's a slight light green. She says it, should, it shouldn't be bright. So what you need to do is take note of the vitamins or food that you've consumed. Uh, if the color persists or seems alarming, you can consult with a doctor. Here's one I've never heard of before. You can pee blue. 
So, you ever heard of that? Yes. Blueberries? Uh-uh. No. Well, so let me, tell you, let me tell you about, uh, I didn't pee blue, but there was, when I worked at the pool, when I was the manager, I had a pool in Bucks County. We had a snack bar and there was like that uh, juice or whatever drink you would call it that came in like the... Um, oh, it like, also looked like margarita, but it... Yeah, right. It, like right. the filtering right, and, and yeah. it kept it cold. Like a blue slushy. Yeah. And we yeah. would get the mix for it and we would just dump it in there and it was like, it, whatever color it was, it would turn your pee that color. So you would see people people pee into the pool. The, the, the pool? guys used to talk about no, not in the pool. The guys oh, the guys okay. that I work with would would always talk about it. If it was like the red, they would uh, pee in red. If it was green, no blue, kidding. whatever, yeah, that's gotta okay. be good for you, yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so this says if you visited a urologist or had a procedure done recently, you may have been given a medication called methylene blue, which will turn the urine a bright blue color. Uh, certain blue-dyed foods can also be the cause, Kathy. Okay. So blue-dyed yep. foods, so not blueberries okay. or things All like right. that. It's the dye that is the culprit. Yep. So it says, this should pass when you stop taking the medication or pee out the rest of the food dye. Call your doctor with any concerns. Uh, then there's a like pink, uh, light pink to red. This is the, the rosé piss I was oh. talking about. Yeah, oh, right. Do tell. Uh, can you says, recommend a good rosé piss? It says, <laughs> unless you've eaten beets recently, uh, red or pink urine could indicate blood. Okay, so that's yeah. that's dangerous. If your urine is red or has a thick blood-like consistency, that's absolutely abnormal, she said. Light pink can also be an indicator of kidney stones Uh-oh. or bleeding in the urinary tract. Yeah. Boy, I'm telling you, man, that the scenes in um, The Green Mile where oh. Tom Hanks' character has a, uh, a UTI, I guess, and... He's trying to go to the bathroom, and he's just in excruciating pain. He's sweating. Oh. I can't imagine what that would be like because you have to do it. you got to go to the bathroom, mm. and it's just it's excruciatingly painful while you're doing it. I'll tell you something. When I had the um, – when I had the, they, they take samples. You know, they're, they're, they're checking to see, uh, you know, the prostate, um, and it's a precursor to the actual surgery. If, if the samples come back with cancer for prostate, you know, you, you get the surgery or do whatever you elect to do. But after that, Preston, uh, it is there is nothing as sobering as seeing you know blood come out as you mm. pee. It's yeah. like Jesus Christ! Yeah. All right, so uh, it's also as it says, if you're menstruating, it could be just menstrual blood mixing with the urine. Oh, cool! Uh, not that uh, like not, a little stew, not the urine <laughs> itself. That's right. Okay, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> like a little stew. Got a friend named Little Stew. Yeah, <laughs> did you? <ya? laughs> It's like a little menstrual cramp. Hey, little stew. Uh, what you need to do, it says anything There was bright- no big stew, though. It said anything bright red is alarming, so uh, they urge calling a physician or urologist to get it examined. If you're unsure whether or not it is menstrual blood, call a gynecologist. Uh, and then the last- Yeah, Doc, I think I have menstrual blood in my piss. The last one is brown. Uh-oh. Uh, what it means- What could, what could cause brown? It- <laughs> What can brown do for you? Steve, it might be a fistula between the urinary tract and the rectum or the bowels. Didn't we You're have... You're pooping out of, your, out of your pee hole. We've had stories about that where the, where people have talked about, actually, yeah, fecal matter, liquid fecal matter yeah. coming out the, uh, the, the wow. Ew. pee I tract. I don't want that, ever. So a fistula is uh, an abnormal connection. Uh, it may also indicate blood in the urine, liver disease, kidney disease, or an infection. So it sounds like brown is the bad one. Yeah. Oh, the good. really bad one. Uh, it says if you have brown pee, call a doctor and uh, and get this. What if uh, it's deep black? Get this examined. Uh, I don't know. I tell you what, though, man. When we went to Ireland, 
uh, the first time, Steve, and Guinness footed the bill. Drank nothing but Guinness <laughs> yeah. for the week. And my poop was like tar. Oh, that's... It was just black. <laughs> Why don't they put that in the commercials? Yeah, you'll, you'll poop Honestly, tar. your poop's like tar. Have you been hitting the Guinness? It was, you know, because that stuff is very, very dark. Yeah. And I kid you not, it was, yeah. Like a newborn. <laughs> like a newborn. What do you mean? <laughs> newborn poop is like tarry black. Is it really? Yes. I don't remember that. What's it called? A mecum or something like that? The, yeah, it's got a, a name. It's got a technical term. Uh, for tarry poop? No, for baby. For baby. For, for newborn poop. For the newest poop. It's like the first yeah. time. My they... first poop. Yeah. Yep. A journal. Uh, let me go to Taylor. Hi, Taylor. You're on the air. Good morning. Morning. What's um, up? So I had to take a drug test years ago. Uh, this was back when I was hitting the herb. Um, <laughs> and I... Uh, I took a 24-hour detox drink, and the guy at GNC told me, take this supplement to restore the color back into your urine. And I was like, ah, I don't need it. And when I went to take the test, my urine was like neon green. It almost looked radioactive. Wow. That is kind of cool, though. Yeah. Did you take a picture? <laughs> as long as you know it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, it scared the hell out of me when I did it because I thought I was going to get flagged for something. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, it's, Thanks, it's interesting. Like, if you have asparagus, the amount of time it takes for you to swallow the, the, the eating to peeing reaction is one of the shortest. Yeah. You'll I've, find. I've learned that with beets. Yeah. For sure, uh, because I mean, I'm like, I remember not that long ago, haven't I'm like, dude, I just ate those like an hour ago. Yeah, like, he's already red. Ta da! I like beets and I eat them, and that doesn't happen to me. You never have your urine no. change color. Uh uh-uh. uh Do you look? Um, I like it's I disgusting. would disgusting. Yeah, no, I I think so. I think okay, I would like notice pee-pee. it. <laughs> uh, it happens every time for me. I, I'm gonna specifically try, okay. and then I'm gonna <laughs> look because I have Dr. never P noticed experiment. that. I think you should. Put on a lab coat when you do it. Let me go to Dennis. Hi, Dennis, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, this is Dennis from Levittown. I won Steely Dan tickets from you guys a while back. Ah. Let's go. Nice. What's up, dude? Um, I used to drink like seven or eight cans of Monster a day, and I noticed when I went to pee, it came out the same color as the Monster, like a neon green. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, yeah I could see yeah. that happening. I mean, if your system's flushing that stuff out, it's going to be that original color, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah, if you're drinking too much of it, it just tries to get it, rid of it right away. That's a ton of monster Thanks, drink. Casey, do you still drink that stuff? No. Okay. I was going to ask him. That's expensive, um, monster. That's like three bucks a can. That's, that's, that's twenty dollars of monster a day, and that seems like a lot. Doesn't it's, it's it? a lot. Okay, it's six a lot. or seven cans would yeah. Uh, yeah. kill you. Yeah. yeah. Would you not be amped up beyond all? Yeah, those have caffeine in them, right? Yeah, they yeah. do, but yeah. the um, it's not as much as coffee. Coffee is right. the most caffeine. It's like drinking six or seven Mountain Dews. I don't think I ever tried one. I think when Red Bull was all the rage, I had it a couple times. I'm like, this tastes so artificial to me yeah. that I that I just it, it turned me off. And I never did tried. Have, I never tried Monster. Did you ever have Four, four Loco? No, no, yeah, no. Uh, but I did have you know, like Red Bull and vodka was a thing for a while, and and I had a couple of those because it was supposed to you know wake you up and get you liquored at the yeah, same time. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a peppy drunk. How yeah. about me? <laughs> I can't go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, I'm perfectly capable of piloting this plane. Uh, so I never, I never really tried them. Um, so it says when to seek medical help uh, if you are curious about your pee. It says when your defaults off. If you think a new supplement or medication may be to blame for your strange pee color, stop taking it. Track the pee to see if anything <laughs> changes. My pee journal. If you're not taking anything new but are noticing abnormal changes in your urine, talk to a doctor. Getting a urine sample tested is the safe bet, especially if urine is red, pink, brown, 
or has a strange smell or consistency. Have any of you ever had a uh, kidney stone? Did you have a kidney stone? Didn't you, Preston? No. Okay. Now, Jim Antes did. He, okay. Our GM. Or, I'm sorry, general sales manager. Yeah. And he said it passing it from the kidney to the urinary tract was the worst part. The actual, like, it coming out is not oh. as bad. Okay. I've heard it's horrible. That's all I have about pee. I'm sorry. No, I mean, that's, that was great. That's all we needed. Uh, for a Friday, that's the exact amount of pee stuff you need. Yep. We got a couple minutes left. Uh, Marissa. You want to read the pee stuff again? Is that our next interview? I'm curious if there are... She's holding up a fist. Five minutes. Okay. You want me to talk about the things you can put in the, in the dishwasher <laughs> for Kathy? Yeah. Yeah, do it. It's that, but it's it's pretty lengthy. Okay, I mean, so then let's save it, because I really want to know. All right, then she there's... She wants to luxuriate it. My dishes don't get clean in the dishwasher. They just right. don't get clean in the dishwasher. Okay. Case, to that point, have you guys seen this? There is this dish... I, man, what a rock and roll show this is. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, there's this detergent... <laughs> or this dish detergent yeah. that they're advertising where they say, don't wash the yep. food off. It's a new ad campaign. Right. It, it's pretty effective. Don't what? wash the food off your 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 uh, plates and stuff. Yes. Put it in. Uh, you don't Why? want it. Well, you tell them the sales point, Nick. So the part of the sales pitch is that it's, it saves water. So instead of rinsing and, and doing the dishes uh, ahead of time, the, the pre-rinse, the pre-wash, okay. and then putting them in the dishwasher, you can use this detergent and put it in the dishwasher and you'll be fine and you'll save some water. I don't quite buy it. Like well, if you, if you yeah. have to, you've had like lasagna or something. Right. You're not going to wash that dish. And they no. show him putting in. Here's the deal. You're going to have to clean that out of the bottom of your dishwasher right. afterwards right. because yeah. there's there's a, a it's got to go through a screen. Yeah. Uh, and it, it will trap some of that stuff. But if you're putting too much stuff in there, it's not going to drain properly. There's one campaign that has, uh, is it Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell? Or there's um, a celebrity husband and wife. That are advertised. Oh no, it's um Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. are advertised. I swear to God, yeah, yeah. and and they are advertising this dish, dish detergent. And part of it is your your water bill will go down. You can uh, do the dishes every night, and they they kind of turn into like a, a sexy thing, right? Because I do it every night. I do it after she's dinner. She's giving them a handy while they're right. Doing yeah, it. she's. I was gonna <laughs> say something I shouldn't say. Let me <laughs> let me put a little bit more lotion in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I uh, to me that seemed bizarre that you would not clean off the plates. I mean, they're saying at all. I mean, yeah, obviously, I don't obviously think that's. You, I don't think you can take the turkey leg off it. Do you remember the brand? Because we need that. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think that's good for your dishwasher, but yeah. And but then again, if if you're saving water, well, how is it on the phosphates and all these other things? You right. know what I mean? So oh, it's horrible. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so here we're watching the commercial. Battery acid. Um, cascade. Cascade. Yeah, that's just, what they're selling. Just regular old Cascade. Wow, wow he looks old. Uh, so she's gotten older too. Wait, uh-huh. no. The, the one that I saw was not regular Cascade. It was a. Um, it was more of a, a straight-up liquid out of a uh, dispenser. Okay. I, yeah, my daughter accidentally put palm olive in the dishwasher <laughs> earlier this week. Seriously? Yeah. How did that turn out? I came. I, I didn't enter the kitchen until the cleanup was done. <laughs> Suds everywhere? Yeah. Oh, man, why didn't you tell us about that? I, I love forgot. That. I forgot. Oh, I, that's I just great. just remembered right now. <laughs> that's like out of a sitcom. Who else has this little scenario? I go, this happens all the time. I go open the dishwasher yesterday because there's dishes in the sink, and I'm going to put them, put them in, the, in dishwasher. the dishwasher. Open uh-huh. up the dishwasher, dirty dishes in there. I open it up and realize it's full, well, complete, to capacity. Why would you not turn it on? And, and not only that, the little 
the little cleaner tab is in there. I'm ready oh. to go. Oh. All I have to do is hit one button. <laughs> and turn it on. That's all I got to do. Mm-hmm. Turn it on. It's like, what? Why mm-hmm. not? And I'm not going to put this, I'm not going to hang this person out to dry on the radio. Who is it? But it's the same one every time. <laughs> it's the same one every mm-hmm. time. Is it all a right. boy or a girl? It's a senior member of the household. <laughs> <laughs> a senior member? <laughs> High-ranking official. I don't get it. I just, um, <laughs> I've said it over and over. I'm getting paid back for how I was as a child. That's I, what, yeah? It, because I'm complaining about the things that I was totally guilty of. Mm. So, I, yeah. you know, in my bathroom, I uh, there was a an empty toilet paper roll in the toilet paper dispenser. Mm-hmm. And then there was a half-empty roll of toilet paper sitting above the toilet. So people that were using that toilet paper didn't take the one that was in the rack and, and put it in the toilet paper dispenser, which to me... Seems like the obvious thing to do. That yeah. one's out. You take that off and you put the other one on. It's not sure. even that hard. Yeah. I mean, it's really not even that difficult. Yeah. And most of the time, the toilet paper gets put on upside down. Yeah. Oh, well, that I don't care about. But, I do. But one, uh, you prefer the roll to come, the flap to come over the top? That's the way it's supposed to be done. Okay. Yeah. So finally, Rochelle had bought, instead of the uh, the toilet, pole, toilet paper roll dispenser, with the little spring in it, you know, you have to take yeah. the little thing mm-hmm. out bar. Now it's just one end. You just, you just, it's hang just it. a little thing. You oh, just hang it there. It's even yeah. easier. It's even easier. Do you know what I despise? And still, sometimes somebody doesn't. <laughs> do I despise it. the little freestanding toilet paper holder with the always insufficient base weight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you that, pull on it and knock the whole thing over every goddamn time. Mm-hmm. Yep, they mm-hmm. don't consider these things, do they? Uh, no, they do not. You need to hang a sandbag on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, or how about just do what other people do and have a regular toilet paper dispenser? Where is your uh, toilet paper dispenser? Uh, next to the toilet. Uh, I know, So, but just like tell me, like if you're sitting, are you reaching... To, to, the, to left. the right, reaching out and to the right? Out and to the right. That's where? in one bathroom, but okay. it, it varies in, in some of the bathrooms. All right, My bathroom you? is to the left. But uh, but like out to like no, right up right to the left. Bit. So because yeah. I like to be able to do it like I'm I'm drawing down in a in a gunfight. <laughs> so I, I can. <laughs> okay. Quick draw. Yeah. So mine is, is yours on the ceiling. Or no, no. It, it is, I have to reach behind, to the wall behind me. No, that's bad. At right? Home? Yeah. Pardon now, me while I get some toilet paper. Is it, is it just not? Is there not a wall directly next to the to the toilet? Where correct? It's, There's um, not a wall on either side. Is there a toilet that in the sucks. middle of the room? Uh, yeah, it's like in Pittsburgh of. in the basement where exactly. they got a toilet in the middle. Yeah. Of the hell is that? Yeah, the no, it is. It, it's in the. It's kind of in the center like a, of the room. It's up against the wall, but um, to the left is. It's like the, a Silence of the Lambs configuration. To the left is the tub area, and then to the right is a stand-up shower, which is completely glass. Which I. It's funny because when uh, we built the house, I suggested a few things in the house and they were like, no, 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 you, you don't need that or that's not how it goes. And I'm thinking, well, this is the first house I've ever built. I, yes, right. you're correct. I don't know. Two houses down from me. They built that house right after mine. The two things I suggested, they did on that no house. No rat bastards. And one of them was to do a ha- like a half of a wall on the all glass shower. Okay. Uh, and so then the, you can the, hang the toilet the paper toilet roll paper, there. The yeah. toilet paper roll would have went there. Yeah. Right. Well, we all have our cross to bear, can't Yours is the toilet paper. I should paper. be a home builder. You got to reach behind you. <laughs> our guest is ready to go. Our first guest, I should say, awesome. uh, this particular segment. Uh, he's great. Uh, we we love his uh, movies and shows that he's been a part of for years and years. And we are happy to have him on the program this morning. Wait, was uh? Yeah, we're good to go. Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Robert Wall is on yeah! the show. Hi, Robert. Hello. How are you? I'm tough to follow toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, toilet paper has never been more popular than 2020. You know this. 
That would make sense. That's although it's always been pretty popular. I never, I never <laughs> see the stock market going down on toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. There's always a market. Yeah, hey, you're right. uh, Robert, you know what? Uh, you've you changed something for me. Um, Long time ago is when you were doing one of your uh, uh, comedy routines, and you had it was when the state of New Jersey wanted to make "Born to Run" their state song, and you had broken down the lyrics of uh, of "Born to Run," and I c- cannot hear the song to this day without thinking about that. Well, I, I appreciate that. I'll tell you a great story about that, though. I first did that routine uh, when they decided to, when Jersey State Assembly put that thing in, in 1982. Wow. God. Well, okay, that's 38 years ago. The fact that Springsteen has still remained as popular and as relevant, <laughs> yeah. uh, if I had to, I could do that routine again today. Yeah. Now think about that. That's 38 years in pop culture. Could, at the same time, the big hits then were My Sharona and uh, I think Who Can It Be Now mm-hmm. by the now, you know? So stop and think. <laughs> 38 years ago, and I could still do that routine because he is relevant. Yeah, he, he was just, Robert, he was just actually talking about that because he did his, his concert um, uh, special, which was on Netflix, and he said he was trying to put it in context. He was, he was saying talking that, about my routine? Your routine. He loved it. No, he was talking about um, th- th- that same concept of being that relevant for that long that the people he was in high school with are, you know, are still, in, a lot of people are still in his band. So uh, that that's a long career. But you have... And you have, so I, I always consider you, you know, one of the first, as far as HBO goes with Arliss, you were, you know, when when original content was coming to cable, as, as so to speak, you were one of the, the pioneers with that, that series. And, uh, and I actually, I think HBO in a way made one of you, probably your earliest film, The Hollywood Nights, you know, explode because I remember that was also in massive rotation after that, that movie just seemed to hit at the time when they were looking to eat up and, and, and get as much content as possible. Do, do you do you remember that? It was sort of a confluence of timing that made that movie pop so much. Well, the, uh, the Hollywood Nights, you're 100% correct. Uh, we, did not, we did okay in the – it was my first movie, and it did okay in the box office. It showed a profit. But when it went into rotation on HBO, it became the cult film. And what's interesting about that – is that fathers would watch it with their sons back in the day. And that's, again, the early 80s. Right. Uh, now, 38 years later, you've got a generation and a half, and those sons have all grown up and have kids now, and they watch it with their sons. <laughs> and I have to tell you, out of all the things I've done in my career, I, I would say, well, Batman, I get stopped the most because it's Batman. Yeah. Uh, Batman and Arliss was a TV series, so that excels. But everything else, I would say... The Hollywood Nights, I still get, I'm Cameo. Actually, we're talking about Cameo. Yeah. That's what I'm plugging here today. Yep. Uh, I get more requests about Hollywood Nights on Cameo, and I tell stories about the Hollywood Nights and how Bolare actually came to be because it wasn't really written in the script. Uh, and I tell stories about on, on Cameo all the time. There's a band named New Bomb Turk. There's oh. actually presidential buttons say New Bomb Turk for president. Oh. I, That's wild. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, that you bring that. I'm not surprised to bring it up, actually. But but it, I'm quite you know I'm happy about that. Uh, well, another thing you should be happy about, specifically because of our industry, is uh, Good Morning Vietnam. And you know, there's uh, sure. there's been a handful of, of movies that that focus around radio, and some get it right, and some 
don't, and I know you guys, you know, you were given a lot of leeway with what to do, uh, and, and you know, Robin obviously stretched it beyond uh, the subject matter a little bit, but that was, I thought that that was a great film, and you guys really did justice, because not only was it funny, it had intense moments, it had heart to it, um, and I'm guessing, and I like to hope, that you guys had a great time filming that? You'd be guessing correctly. Uh, it, 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 the thing about Good Morning, you know, I usually don't watch the movies after a while, you know. So I hadn't seen Good Morning Vietnam in a long time, but I caught it about, oh, about a year ago. And I was really pleasantly surprised how well it held up. Mm. Uh, because it's period to begin with. It does during Vietnam War. But it holds up really well. And also I remember Robin, who I knew from the stand-up days, uh, at that point had not had a hit movie. Yeah. And this was the one that finally Barry Levinson... Uh, and you credit Barry, and of course, got to credit Robin, and a terrific cast, Bruno Kirby and everybody. Uh, it, it really was, and it was a great opportunity. We were all in Thailand together, uh, and, and it, it was wonderful. I, I have to say, uh, I've, I've been very fortunate. I mean, I've, been, I've worked on some very nice projects with some terrific Well, you, you have, and that's why, so you, you mentioned Cameo. You're doing stuff for Cameo, and, and actually, I've... Uh, I've jumped in and gotten for my wife. I got a, a cameo. Uh, she's a big guy. Uh, she loves Kevin Sorbo, who played Hercules, and I got him to do a one for her. And 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 I said, okay, is this is this kind of a, a cheesy thing? It, she loved it. So what uh, your cameo request? You're saying are you getting a lot of people are asking for just little little tidbits off of uh, the Hollywood Nights? I mean, you have an yeah. expansive career. Are you getting a lot of Batman fans? Of course. Yeah. Of course, you know. They'll talk about Batman. They'll talk about Bull Durham a lot. You know, they'll, uh, they'll talk about getting candlesticks as a nice gift. They'll <laughs> talk about Hollywood Hollywood Nights. And a lot of them are about Arliss, of course. Yeah. And, and the other ones assume the position. The history <laughs> thing I did on HBO where I gave these, did these history monologues. It was a great show, yeah. A lot of them are just... A lot of them are just birthday greetings or funny stories or uh, um, uh, if I have a time, I'll give you a quick story recently. I have, I have, do I have a minute? Do I have a minute? Yeah, you yeah. got a minute. All the time. Okay, well, recently, obviously, Sean Con- we, you know, we had made the passing of Sean Connery. And I had the pleasure of actually playing golf one time with Sean Connery. Wow. It was at the uh, Ray Floyd Lexus Challenge, which was a celebrity made-for-TV event in, 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 uh, uh, on NBC. And, I mean, it was all A-list. It was Eastwood. It was Costner. It was Richard Dreyfuss. It was Connery. It was Glenn Fry. I mean, yeah. it was, and it was Nicholas Palmer, player, you name it. So I'm in the first, and I met Connery, who, like most great movie stars, is a mammoth presence. And also, like most movie stars, a bit full of himself. <laughs> so, but I, who cares, you know? So I'm walking down the first fairway with uh, uh, with Connery, and I'm not saying anything. And he refers to a movie that I did that did not do well financially. And he turns to me and goes, you did that movie Cobb, didn't you? And I go, yes, I did. And he goes, I'll tell you why that movie didn't work. I figure, okay, tell me here. He goes, it's because it showed what it takes to be great. And Americans don't want to see what it takes to be great. And I thought for a second, I go, okay, that's a good point. But, Sean, I got to tell you, it bombed in the U.K. too. (laughs) (laughs) The Ty Cobb movie was was solid. And uh, so you've been in Bull Durham and Cobb, um, you know, and some obviously I assume you're a baseball fan. Huge. Yeah. I got to tell you. 
it, this is a great year for the Phillies to get relief pitching because every relief pitcher is on the market right now. Yeah. <laughs> There's our tip from Robert Wall. All right, we know you got to run, Robert. We'll point people in the direction of your Cameo account, and they can hire you to give some message. So it's good to talk to you, man. Thanks a bunch. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it, guys. Best right. to see you. You bet. Robert Wall, yeah. guys. He's great. I, I would have him, if I were to do a cameo with him, I would have him call someone a lollygagger. <laughs> That's definitely what I would I would pick from him. All right, our next guest is ready. We're excited to have him on this morning. It's always a great conversation. And I and I equate him with um, the camp out. And obviously we love him so, for so many other things. Yep. But he uh, there is a, a a lineage to the camp out that uh, makes sense. And as we've said, he's uh, he's written or directed or done both uh, your favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, which is wonderful. God. Uh, please welcome Mr. Adam McKay. Yeah. Hey, Adam. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> hey, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm talking to you through an N95 mask. Ah. Oh, you are? Okay. Are you? Uh, I'm on set. We're uh, like lunatics trying to shoot a film here in Boston, and uh, it's crazy. And, and this, would be, this would be Don't Look Up with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence and Jonah Hill and all these super-duper big famous people, right? That's it. That's exactly it. So we start filming on Monday, and we're just checking out our set today. But I was like, okay. you know what? I got to make time for you. Guys. Oh, no, we love it, and we can't thank you enough for that. Uh, uh, so, so uh, just a quick thing, um, and if we understand this correctly, uh, this movie that you're working on is is a bit of a return to uh, to a little bit more comedy leaning. Yeah, yeah. I, I spent enough time with Dick Cheney that I needed to laugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, stuff is so crazy right now. It's like I all think we need like a good hard laugh. I mean. That Borat 2 was just such, oh, my God, such a joy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so all the actors were all excited that we can actually laugh through some of this madness we're well, all going through. What's it going to be the, like steering Meryl Streep and Kate Blanchett through comedic material? I'm sure they're looking forward to because they do so much drama stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy with these great actors. They're really funny. They yeah. have amazing instincts. I mean, you've obviously seen... Streep and Blanchett have both done really funny stuff before. Devil Wears Prada was pretty comedic. And then uh, Kate Blanchett in Thor Ragnarok oh. killed me. Unbelievable. Oh Un- I mean, what a revelation. And uh, to be that ominous and that funny and, and, and sexy. And, and yeah, yeah, Emma Peel sexy. It was, yeah. it was amazing. Yeah, she's awesome. So all these guys have great instincts. You know Jonah Hill. I mean, he's obviously funny as hell. And... DiCaprio, I mean, watch Wolf of Wall Street. The guy is, you know, sharp, comedic chops. So it's a great group, and, like, they're all excited. We're all excited to just, you know, the premise is about two astronomers who discover a comet that's going to hit Earth, and they have to go on a media tour around the country <laughs> to warn everyone. And you can kind of guess what happens. One of them becomes a celebrity. The other ends up becoming the most hated woman on the Internet, blah, 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 on and on. And, uh, yeah, it's fun, man. It's absurd. It's kind of in the tradition of like Network and Doctor Strangelove and Hack uh, the Dog. Uh, the, that's, to get any anywhere near those great films, we'll be happy. That that's a great pedigree. Yeah. So you guys are shooting in Boston. Uh, are you? Uh, does DiCaprio play somebody from Boston? Because he did a pretty convincing job of it with uh, In Departed. No, no, we're shooting. I mean, this movie kind of takes place all around the world. So there's parts that are in Boston, there's parts that are in D.C., there's parts that are in New York, you name it. It's kind of 
a little bit of a global story, but mostly in New York, D.C., and a little bit of Michigan. All right. Of the class, well, we, I don't know if we call them classic, but of the uh, large celestial bodies heading towards Earth uh, movies, is there a particular one that, that uh, is a favorite of yours? Is it When Worlds Collide, Deep Impact, Armageddon? Uh, yeah, I love When Worlds Collide. There's also a really interesting art film called Two Earths that's kind of cool. Yeah, we, abstract. we had them in here. They when, when, I, I think that is. That's a pretty wild movie. Yeah, it's, it's well done. It's a, an indie movie. Yeah, and then I like Deep Impact. Of all the kind of traditional something's going to hit Earth movies, that one's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember. Is there a comet or an asteroid in the movie Stakeout? Um, <laughs> with uh, Richard Dreyfus and Amelia. should have been. <laughs> it, it, it could have saved us. <laughs> oh, uh, thank you for that, Adam. Oh, my God. Um, we were curious. You were one of the first people we thought of when this uh, deep fake of the stepbrothers scene with... Um, Stallone and Schwarzenegger popped up. Have you seen it, Adam? Oh, my God. I was blown away by it. In fact, John C. Riley sent it to me. Oh. And he's like, have you seen this? And I was like, oh, my God. Reality's done. Oh, my. It's it's so good. Especially Stallone's, uh, the way it, 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 it translates, when he looks at the sword, <laughs> and we, I must have watched it a hundred times. We yeah. always have it on. Yeah. I mean, I want to see it with other actors because, yeah. like, I want to see, like, ten different versions. I want to see, like, <laughs> yeah. Deer Hunter, Chris Walken, and Robert De Niro. Yeah. I want to see, like, you know, uh, you know, the cast of Silver Spoons, right. uh, Charles in Charge. <laughs> I want to see cartoon characters. Uh, let me. It's let, amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Let me ask you something. As so obviously, you know, you're 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 an Academy Award winning filmmaker. What what does this technology is is this is this something that provides opportunity? Is it merely a diversion? What's your take on this? Oh, it's definitely something you can use in movies. We're starting to see it show up. I mean, an early version was the Social Network with the twins. And they did pretty, the Winklevoss twins, right, they right. did pretty advanced stuff with that. That was kind of Fincher ahead of the game. Uh, and it's already coming up on a lot of movies. There's a lot of ways you can shoot actors when they're not in the location. You can do head replacement. And then on the other, this is a fun side effect. On the other side of it, too, it's probably the end of our democracy as we know. <laughs> well, that's we, I mean, I remember when this first started to come out, and even the people who invented the technology said... Um, a, a lot of them are saying, uh, okay, we're not quite sure about this because you, you could effectively, mm-hmm. um, you know, persuade people that, that you know, that, again, you, you could put out the clarion call that, that a, uh, an asteroid was heading towards Earth and put someone who we all know is to be someone in a position of, of authority and cause a panic. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. And, and by the way, that is going to happen. That's like three weeks away. Sweet. <laughs> well, I hope you can wrap up the shooting of the movie because I want to see it. Yeah. That's 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 hilarious. Uh, um. So so Adam, you know, you were you were you're um, you've been to the camp out, and obviously you know what what uh, the uh, the event is and how big it is. We're paring it down. 
um, you know, this year. And, and we're going to have a, um, um, you know, obviously we have to be very safe about it and everything. But uh, if we can uh, impose upon you to put the call out to fans of Adam McKay movies to incite people to come down and, uh, and donate, uh, we'd appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is a time we all have to band together and support each other. We all know all the reasons why. So honestly, anything you can give, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, but let's be for real, at least 100. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, also, I encourage people, like, if you go through your garage and there's a bunch of junk, send it to the radio station. <laughs> come by and dump it in the parking lot. Okay. Sure. Yes, that's new. We but support <laughs> I will get the ball rolling with a $20,000 donation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, of course. I'm blown away. Thank you. Oh, my God. Yeah, Adam, that's uh, you. Well, we appreciate that uh, more than you can imagine. I, I would have been, uh, but have been more dramatic in my uh, entree into that conversation if I had to know. That's, <laughs> that, that's, am- that's amazing. That's very generous. Thank you so much. Well, Philly's my hometown. I love Philadelphia. Any way I can help during these times, even if it's just a small thing like that, man, I'm totally there for the whole town and for you guys. And I love that you guys do this every year. It's exactly the kind of spirit, you know, we need in this country right now, which is just everyone helping each other out. Not to get, you know, too maudlin, but it's really true. It's touching. And I love you guys are doing it this year of all years. I know it must be difficult. So, yeah. Yeah, anyone out there who's gotten a good laugh off the of Step Brothers or Anchorman who are even enjoyed the more serious stuff or watches Succession, give whatever you can. All right, and we'll also use this to call out uh, Judd Apatow <laughs> uh, to match or beat your donation. There we go. Because yeah. he's done that oh, before. He better, man. He better. <laughs> he's, you know, that guy lives in a, a you know, Sterling Silver Mansion. <laughs> Constructed out of Sterling Silver. Oh, wow. I'm completely exactly at Judd Apatow. Wow. All right. Hey, we'll, help we'll, out. Come on, Judd. Come on. We'll put the word out to him. Uh, Adam, as you're getting ready to uh, to start uh, shooting this, how, how long do you guys, how, how's it going to be different this time around with COVID and, and, and everything? Is it is it going to be a longer process because of that? You know, honestly, it, we're not really doing anything. There's no math. There's no <laughs> <laughs> Life is too short. Yeah. Okay. Can I just wing it? That was like our safety meeting once the guy just came out and he goes, all right, everyone, wing it. And uh, so it's, it's crazy. I could go on for like a half an hour. There's like red zones, yellow zones, yeah. green oh, zones. Wow. I mean, Netflix really has stepped up. They put a lot of extra money into it for safety. We've got COVID observers. There's constant tests. Every day you walk in, there's temperature checks. There's uh, every two days you get a colonoscopy. <laughs> that's uh, a little, that seems a little extreme. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I don't know what that does, but, you know, they're there. And they right. The camera and alcohol, and the next person comes in, and uh, it's a bit graphic, but you got to get it done. Adam, I don't know if that's medically sound, but anyway. The, <laughs> uh, but you, you as the leader should be the guy that you see walking around who's trying with the mask below his nose. Uh, you see those guys walking around all the time. All the time. I love those guys. I love those guys. They're like, someone told me to wear the mask, but I'm not really going to wear the mask. Hey, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's a bizarre world that we're in right now, but we're working our way through it. And, uh, and the entertainment that's provided 
is a big part of I think people's ability to yeah. hang on to a little bit of sanity. Yeah, um, and that's why we're following through and not doing a virtual thing with this. Yeah. We, we're, we're even just just at least the impression that we have a bit of normalcy is meaning a lot. Yeah, and and we're looking forward to the the, the movies and shows that are going to be released, thankfully, uh, in the very near future. So um, you know, keep keep cranking it out, man. But listen, we can't. Thank you enough for this unbelievably generous donation. That's that's huge. You see, our, our text messages are exploding right now. Yeah, uh, with people who are excited to hear about that, and so. people are dropping off stuff in the garage. Yeah, yeah good, good. <laughs> I mean it like an old lawnmower. Humidifier. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get <it> helps. <laughs> oh man, listen. It it is great to hear from you. We'll let you get back to work. We know you're a busy man, but uh, we appreciate you putting the word out. And and once again, thank you so much, Adam. All right. I love you guys. Love that you do this. And uh, tremendous amounts of love for all of Philadelphia. I, I wish I could come back and visit right now. But as soon as this craziness breaks, I'll be back. Yes. We, we look forward to it. We got to do our screening of uh, Step Brothers at yeah. the theater somewhere. Oh, for sure. man. Yeah. How about it? We're definitely doing that. We're going to need that. All right. Thanks, Adam. Thank Adam McKay. Yeah. Thank you. He's a saint. He is. Oh the God. man is a saint. He is hilarious. 20 grand. Super nice guy. What a nice guy. And I didn't, dude. I didn't no. expect him to throw dollar no, one no. at this. I just wanted him to, uh, to kind of stimulate his audience and and, yeah. and maybe, uh, you know, invite people that that are fans to to get out and donate. He just donated twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. God damn it. Man. What a great guy. I donated a dollar the other day when I went to Acme. Yeah. The thing came up, and I was like, why not? Every little bit, man. But that's just that's massive. So wow. I'm I'm a little I'm I'm you're verklempt. I'm I'm, I'm verklempt. I'm speechless, <laughs> and I'm a little bit horny. Yeah, I'm gonna take um, that audio. I'm gonna send it to Judd Apatow yes. as soon as I possibly can. Wow. Okay. And did he say he was gonna tweet at Apatow he, as well? He said yes, that. He okay. Yeah. All, right, All right. Cool. I feel kind of bad about that. I mean, like, I know. Like, you know, forcing the guy to donate but twenty thousand dollars. He lives in a sterling silver mansion. That's true. Know, so. I didn't think about that. All right. Wow. They're getting colonoscopies every two days. <laughs> God, he is hilarious. Adam, no wonder those movies come out of his mind. All right, we need to take a break. We'll come back in a moment, and we will get to the Bizarre File, but not before we give you some turkey bacon. Caller number seven. I'm going to give you a six-pack of coupons. Good for six full-size packages of Godshall's Turkey Bacon. 215-263-WMMR's number. Ask for Godshall's Turkey Bacon, your local grocer, or at Acme Redner's and Sam's Club. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Low-cut Connie. Avatar. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I would like to reiterate that Adam McKay, writer, director, producer, strikingly handsome man. <laughs> Academy Award winner. Academy Award winner. Just donated $20,000 to the Camp Out for Hunger out of his own pocket. Uh, completely unsolicited. We just wanted him to kind of get his fan base motivated to uh, be a part of the Camp Out for Hunger. And he goes, well, I'll get the ball rolling by donating $20,000. Sensational. His, his assistant sent me an email. She's like, I didn't see that coming. Wow. Uh, so they were surprised by it as well. And we've already been uh, put in touch with his uh, business associates. So we're going to make sure that that money gets to fill abundance, which is uh, obviously they know what to do with it. You know, my goodness. OK, well, that begins on Monday. Begins mm. on Monday. Yep. All right, let's do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. All right, uh, let's 
let's see. Oh, uh, the Bizarre File is brought to you this morning by God Shawls. Oh. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. Make the switch to God Shawls. Real wood smoked turkey bacon. And check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook at GodShawls.com. All right. Um, we'll start with this one. And this is what motivated me to uh, have the stupid question that we had earlier this morning. <laughs> Excuse me. Which is Fort Wayne Community Schools in Indiana say two teachers were inside a classroom at Black Hawk Middle School when a deer came crashing in through the upper section of a window, crashed into the room while they were in there. No students were present at the time. Police, deer! Police and animal care and control arrived. Uh, they broke the bottom part of the window so that the deer could make its escape. Uh, the school says it took about 30 minutes to get the deer out of the classroom. Shot in the parking lot. <laughs> uh, these two teachers were uninjured. Uh, school officials say that repairs are underway on the classroom window, but... Yeah, this is that the time of year. It's the rut season. Yes, and they, they're rambunctious. Yep, and uh, they will jump through windows. Uh, this is interesting. Officials from the UK Stoke on Trent Court Crown Court uh, say a testing error is to blame after a number of cartoon and movie characters were listed as defendants. Uh, the list included characters Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Roadrunner, Buzz Lightyear, Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, and Donald Duck, among others. All were listed as being due before the judge at 10 a.m. <laughs> Social media posts from lawyers and court watchers speculated the is names Pepe Le Pew him? had been posted uh, <laughs> due to a testing error or as a joke by an outgoing member of the staff. But real-life defendants also had their names on the list. F. Leghorn. Uh, officials confirmed the error was due to the character names being put into the listing system upgrade test. Uh-huh. <laughs> they tweeted about the issue, writing that the local team updated the final list online, removing the test names. Now British porn stars. Yeah. A Florida driver is going viral for cruising through Tropical Storm Ada floodwaters in a Lamborghini worth more than $200,000 at one point getting almost completely submerged. This footage is insane. Yeah. Why would you do it? Why would you even risk it? Uh, the driver was filmed taking out his bright yellow Huracan Spider uh, through flood streets in Fort Lauderdale. I've always assumed the Huracan is another word for hurricane. Yeah. Maybe a Spanish yeah. word for hurricane. Uh, but it is designed to cut through the air and become one with the sky. Uh, with the clip showing it also easily cuts through floodwaters, too, with the dirty water flowing over its roof. Uh, the starting price for that, by the way, for that particular one is $208,000. Were there any um, Were there any issues after? I, you know what? There's been no follow-up. Uh, they, uh, I don't know if they know who this guy was or anything. Just caught video of it. Uh, let me see here. Hang on. <laughs> Shut up. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. There's a story I wanted to get to. and Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's one of them. I, I'm, I'm getting at the bottom of the barrel. Of my, oh, okay. Uh, you want to pick some good stuff. Yeah. Investigators are looking into a heist that took place last Thursday at a Kissimmee exotic pet store where at least one thief took 50 birds and two monkeys. 50 birds and two monkeys. That's a lot. There's like uh, 48 birds that aren't going to get a monkey. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Facts doesn't add up. Well, we'll have to share. <laughs> that's, not, that's not right. One suspect was caught on camera breaking into HSL Animal Paradise by making a hole in the back of the store, walking into a room and unplugging the security cameras. Uh, the store owner, Hilda Matthew, told authorities that she didn't notice anything wrong until later Friday morning when opening the store. 
Uh, the suspect stole 50 birds and two monkeys, valued at about $60,000. On top of that, there's also evidence the suspect violently handled the animals. Uh, That's bad. And feathers no. were found spread around the store. One bird was discovered dead. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> That's my commentary. <laughs> Editorial, by president. Yeah, for the monkeys or the birds? <laughs> for the birds, man. Oh, okay. No, I mean, actually, no. For the monkeys, too. Uh, boo on the the, on the, the, mon- the damn thief. The damn thief. Boo on you. Boo on you. Go poo. Hey, hey, those are monkeys. <laughs> hey, hey, those, those are, are monkeys. monkeys. <laughs> and people say they monkey around. Uh, let's see. The Oro Valley is in Arizona. The Oro Valley Police Department has discovered stolen taxidermy after a man reported his collection of mounts missing from his home. Officials I'm missing some of my taxidermy mounts. What is that? It's Bob Seger. What? That's coming from nights. the Q speaker. Oh. That's How is that? Uh, I must have hit this button. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we had Robert Wall. to Bob Seger in the background. <laughs> The bizarre file music stops. Well, I turned no, it down because oh. because that music you probably may not have even heard. It. it was coming from a speaker here. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty loud. A speaker in the back of the room. It's called a Q. Q- sound coming from. Okay, all right, gotcha. I mean, I love Bob Seger. I do love Bob. But we know you love yeah. Bob Seger. <laughs> That's a great song. That is a great song. All right. So anyhow, this guy had uh, the recovered stolen taxidermy. A man had reported his collection of mounts missing from his home. Uh, officials say a house is doesn't broken. seem the same without Bob Seger in the background. <laughs> was broken. I, okay, was broken around, <laughs> broken into around December eighteenth. Of- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now it sounds can- better yeah, through this go. system. So, uh, wait, it's huh? still on the other I speaker. Know. All right, <laughs> surround sound. Uh, so anyhow, they, people, people. God damn it. Well, how could you possibly be distracted during the story? <laughs> All right, so the house was broken into around December of 2019. Police started receiving tips from the owner in May of 2020. That led authorities to finding more of the stolen items online through websites such as OfferUp. So somebody was selling his taxidermied mounts. Right in front of them. Officials say these mounts changed hands multiple times. Investigators were unable to charge anyone directly with the break-in, uh, but they did recover and return most of the mounts to the owner. Which, by the way, aren't what don't mounts don't mean anything unless you killed it yourself? I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. I guess. But yeah. I guess for decoration, maybe like restaurants and stuff that have some kind of an outdoor theme, they would do that. Maybe they need like forty-eight birds and two yeah, monkeys. and two monkeys. <laughs> hey, hey, those are monkeys. <laughs> Dear God, this is probably the weirdest bizarre file, and not the stories, yeah. everything surrounding it. All right, and that's all I have for you this morning. We'll take a break. Let's give away the last of our turkey bacon. What say, Fussy Britches? We'll take callers, um, I think I have two of these left. Yeah, we'll take callers 15 and 16, and we're going to give you a six-pack of coupons good for six full-size packages of Godshall's turkey bacon, 215-263-WMMR. Uh, check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook. Get the recipe for his halftime meatball bites. Ooh, that's what we've been eating. Oh, those are good, man. I've eaten four of them. I got to really? stop. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, my, my diet's been on hold. Uh, so anyhow, uh, you can go to godshalls.com and get the recipe. It's really, really good. All right, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. 
Nobody likes a delay of game. And while there's been some uncertainty about this football season, Acme is happy to announce it's game on. So no matter what your game day's like, they've got everything you need to cheer the Eagles on. From snacks and party trays to beverages and fan gear, make it a season to remember. Acme, official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to do the lesson question. And we're going to give away a streaming code for the Metallica Helping Hands concert and auction. Cool. That's going on this weekend. It's Saturday. It's a really big deal. It's their first ever big uh, worldwide pay-per-view event that's taking place. So we'll give you a chance to uh, get on board with that. Uh, so the question that we will go with is, um, oh, let's let's give you a gift. Let's give you one that was just a few minutes ago. How many birds won't get a monkey? 215 263 <laughs> WMMR. Sometimes we go back to the beginning of the show. Now we're doing one just a few minutes ago. How many birds won't get a monkey? 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while you call in with your answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Horizon Services. They take the stress out of fall heating problems by taking $50 off any heating repair. Two-year guarantee included. HorizonServices.com. What's up, Steve? Well, Liam Hemsworth, his family, thinks his new girlfriend, Gabrielle Brooks, is a much better fit for him than Miley Cyrus. In fact, Hemsworth's own mother says she adores Gabrielle because she doesn't look like she just came down off of Whore Mountain. (laughs) Hey! Fans noticing that Khloe Kardashian isn't following Tristan Thompson on social media anymore. Many are wondering if this this has anything to do with Thompson having intercourse with tub girls and Khloe's best friend. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Hillary Duff says when she was younger, she was sure she would get pregnant the first time she had sex. Duff says this is why she didn't swallow. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood track. All right. Let's see if we get the answer that we're looking for. How many birds won't get a monkey? It was just a little while ago. I'm going to go to Mike for the answer. Hey, Mike, how you doing? What's going on, guys? Happy Friday. Happy, Happy Friday. Friday. No sad, bro. All right. How many birds won't get a monkey? 48. 48. Yeah. Yeah, hang on. And for Mike, we have a stream code for the Metallica Helping Hands concert and auction streaming live beginning Saturday. It's at 5 p.m. The band's first ever worldwide pay-per-view event. The special acoustic show benefits the band's foundation all within my hands. Ticket packages are on sale now, including an auction with some awesome items. 100% of the money goes to help someone in need. Tickets and information at Metallica.com slash A-W-M-H. And also one grand prize winner this week gets upgraded to VIP. And that comes along with presence on a virtual fan wall for one song and an event t-shirt by artist Wolf Skull Jack. A download of the show and more. So good luck to you. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, it's brought to you by Godshaw's. All the bacon taste, 80% less fat. Make the switch to Godshaw's Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. And check out the new Make the Switch campaign with Brian Westbrook at Godshaw's.com. Metallica has postponed their rescheduled South American tour. Uh, they had posted a message on their website reading, It is with a heavy heart that we are back in this space seven months later to announce that our South American tour date scheduled for December of this year once again being postponed due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. I don't know why I make these announcements news. The, the news should be the other way around. Yeah, that there's actually something going on. Shows are going to take place. But nonetheless, 
Tis what it is. Metallica will play their very first Worldwide live streamed concert, which we were just talking about, on Saturday. And uh, the concert is fundraiser for the All Within My Hands Foundation. All right, Deftones. Their guitarist, Stephen Carpenter, is clinically insane. He has to be. He revealed that he believes the Earth is actually flat. There's never been one single vaccine that has ever worked, ever. That's a direct quote. Okay. And that COVID is just some mental trickery. Okay. He made the revelations during recent appearance on the Tinfoil Hat podcast. <laughs> oh, well, there you Sam, go. Is that with Sam Tripoli? It is. Okay. Yeah. You listen to it? Or? No, no. But we've had him in studio, and, and he's... Um, he's one of them. He's intriguing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. The, the, the earth is flat. There's never been one single vaccine that's ever worked, ever. And COVID is some sort of uh, mental trickery. Uh, Carpenter said, the simplest terms, for my perspective... With the with flat Earth is simply, I know we're not on a spinning flying space ball. So we're on a uh, we're on a flying platform, frisbee or something. Yeah. Uh, now, what it actually is and all that, and to what depths it goes to, that's all still to be discovered. And people are working on those things. So okay, it's a good thing. Well, I, I want to find out what we're on. Working on those things because I bought a whole bunch of globes that I have to return. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the subject of vaccines, Carpenter said, all poisons, you can never get it out of your body. Your body has no means to expel it. It's stuck in you forever, and you just suffer with whatever it becomes. When Tripoli brought up the polio vaccine, Carpenter said, well, we've never eradicated polio. I'm grateful for COVID uh, for teaching me the actual germ theory, and that, uh, and that is the virus is something the body creates. Been come to know that. Uh, you are not capable of catching a virus from somebody. You develop viruses because you have some type of poison or toxin within you. Hmm. He said, and that's no disrespect for those who've fallen ill and even those who died from whatever they may have died from. Obviously, none of that is disregarded, but I do not connect that to what this, you know, this is just some mental trickery, he said. Uh, Deftones have their new album. Uh, in se- It came out in <laughs> September. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What if the band hangs out with him? I, I wonder if he has a separate vehicle that he travels in. Oh, we're going out to eat. Oh, my God. I don't know how people like that exist. Okay. But then again, you have Keith Richards, who's lived through everything. Uh, he I believe in everything. Out today is the deluxe reissue of his and the expensive Winos 1991 concert collection, live from the Hollywood Palladium. Uh, which was recorded on December 15th, 1988. Limited edition box set and digital version includes three bonus tracks new to the set. Uh, the Rolling Stones tattoo to you, uh, tattoo you favorite little TNA. Uh, Richard's then recent uh, You Don't Move Me. And the Lennon and McCartney written early Stones single I Want to Be Your Man. Now, I Want to Be Your Man, which John and Paul... Literally finished in front of the band, in front of the Rolling Stones in 1963, and offered it up to them as their second single, scored the band its first top 20 UK hit. And despite all the reports of there being a rivalry throughout the 1960s, no. the Beatles and Stones were very good friends. They, they were. In fact, there's a documentary. It's called, I think it's called My Generation, and it's hosted by Michael Caine. And he talks about that period in, in London specifically and in and around that area. And there's tons of footage of them hanging out and talking and, and palling around. Yeah, they're, they're buddies. Yeah. They, they, they Essentially, John and Paul got them their first yeah. hit. Um, so Richard shed some light on his ongoing friendship uh, with Paul McCartney. He said, we obviously didn't see a lot of each other because we were on the road in those days. But I always treasured their friendship very much. Paul 
still sends me a case of beer every Christmas. It's Old Stinkhorn. <laughs> he said it's his own brew, I believe. Uh, he recalled uh, John and Paul offering them I Want to Be Your Man. He said, I remember the day very well. For some reason, both bands were at this recording studio at the same time, and they were just leaving, and we were just arriving, and suddenly John and Paul came over and they said, hey, guys, we've, we've been thinking about you. We got a song for you. And so they took us in the back room, and they finished writing it in front of them. They knocked it out on the piano. Now that you think about it, that does sound Stones-ish, that song. You know, yeah, yeah. you used to it as a Beatles song. And yeah. actually, there's a, a bit of audio, I believe, that they play in this documentary I was talking about of them singing that song. Yeah, yeah. I've seen uh, them yeah. doing live performances of it before the Stones. They said, uh, I was always surprised it happened so easily uh, for them. Uh, because at, one, uh, at the time, we did need a song. We weren't writing too many ourselves. So it was a beautiful gift from the lads. And I've always been grateful. Really cool story. Pretty cool. And that's it. That's all I have in music news for you. We'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get the letter of the day for the word of the week and give that prize away and then turn you over to one Mr. Brent portion for Pierre. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger begins Monday, November 16th at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center complex. You heard correctly. The event is a little earlier than usual. This difficult year has made it even harder for area families staring food insecurity right in its face. Which makes the Camp Out Business Challenge more important than ever. Props to Subaru of America for leading the way, challenging other area companies to get involved. It's effective team building for your staff as they wrap together to help fill abundance in their mission to drive hunger from our communities today and end hunger for good. For those who go the extra mile, there are prizes for the top three business challenge donations, including Preston and Steve broadcasting live from your place and for your staff. Go to WMMR.com for complete details and a list of especially needed food items. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger from 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. I just uh, sometimes I, you know, I put my headphones on. I'm listening. I'm just hearing Chester scream, "Shut up!" <laughs> Anger issues, but uh, he was pretty damn awesome, man. And uh, a veteran of the uh, MMRBQ from back in the day. We've had a lot of great celebs uh, be a part of the various things that we do, including MMRBQ and Camp Out for Hunger, which is on Monday. And one of those people was on the show this morning. His name is Adam McKay. Uh, Adam McKay, the writer, director, Oscar winner. Yes. He created, you know, Step Brothers and Anchorman and Vice and um, just loads Succession. of great movies and shows. And he's a Philly guy. And, you know, he's telling us he loves us and everything. And, and we mentioned the Camp Out for Hunger. And he said, I would like to donate $20,000 <laughs> to the Camp Out for Hunger. <laughs> uh, and all of us, uh, you, we all looked at each other like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So it was great to have him on. He is currently directing a movie uh, in Boston is where they're shooting right now. But Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, Kate Blanchett, Jonah Hill, all these huge <laughs> celebs are in. And he took the time out to give us a call this morning and donate $20,000. I know. What if you could mention it to Leo? Yeah. No. <laughs> while, he, while you're there. You can mention that to Leo. Maybe Leo gives us a call. And go, yeah. <laughs> Let's that call was him awesome. back. That you was know, awesome. you just donated 20 grand. Can we have Leo's number? One more yeah. favor. Yeah, one more favor. 
Uh, uh, Robert Wall was on today too. Yeah, he was great. He was he's like Leo. Yep. Uh, he is. Uh, he's the Leo of yes. Uh, yeah, of HBO. Of HBO. Uh, Cameo.com. You want to get messages from Robert Wool? You can do that. Turk Newbomb Turk will uh, give you a message if you pay him. Uh, and also, thank you to Samantha from Fell Abundance coming on this morning. Uh, Samantha Redemar is the public relations associate, and she was just uh, you know explaining the situation and why it's so important. They've seen like a sixty percent increase. It's crazy uh, for people who need who have food insecurities, and uh, she was giving us all these stats and everything that uh, just drives home the message that we're going to need your help more than ever this year at Camp Out for Hunger. So we will see her in the flesh next week as that begins. And we have Brett Porch who is here. Hey. Friday, Happy Friday to you, sir. How you doing? I am doing wonderful. Excellent. I am a little sad though on a no sad bro Friday because uh, this is my last day. Last day. Got to catch you on. Got to catch you on the front side next week. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Usually catches on the back end, yep. and, or usually catch him at that time. So, but it's back to normal. Uh, let's get the letter. Yeah. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. All right. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. The letter D as in Daddy's home. All right. And we now have a chance for you to win a prize, and we'll take caller number eight at two one five two six three WMMR. And we can uh, set you up if you happen to know what the word is with the prize. 215-263-WMMR. Once again, that is a number, so give us a call. So your last day in yeah. the midday seat in the uh, coveted Pierre Robert time slot. Yeah. What are you going to spend your day doing? Uh, so today on the program, being that it's Friday, we're going to be doing a, a listener email request block of Greta Van Fleet for the Workforce Block. Soundgarden, they're celebrating the anniversary of their sixth and final album with Chris Cornell called King Animal. So we're going to be highlighting features from that. And Ozzy celebrating 37 years of Bark at the Moon this weekend. So Ooh. we'll be doing a big block of Ozzy. And it's Friday, so we got the presidents and Dave Edmonds and all that kind of stuff on the way. And by the way, did you get the Daddy's Home reference? Uh, No. Adam McKay. Adam McKay. Nice, man. Very well done. All right. Uh, Stick around for Brett Porsche. We'll take good care of you. And I want to go to the phones and see if we can get ourselves a winner for letter of the day, word of the week. And we will go to Jay and see if that's it. I'm sure it's it. Hey, Jay, you're on the air. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, Jay, you're calling number eight. What's the word of the week? Beard. The sexiest beard in the land, baby. You know it. Brent Porsche. Beard is getting out of control, man. It's a beautiful thing. So hang on the line, Jay, because we are going to give you a 20-pack of digital movies and TV show seasons, including 300, Beetlejuice, The Goonies, Full Metal Jacket, Batwoman Season 1, and The Flash Season 6. For a complete list, you can click on contest at WMMR.com. All right. Uh, thank you also to Godshall's uh, Turkey Bacon for being by this morning, serving us up some food. We appreciate that. Um, next week, it's all about Camp Out for Hunger. Yeah. Live at the Xfinity uh, Complex in the Wells Fargo Center area. You know where it is. If you can be there in person and do the drop-offs, that's great. It's going to be different this year. Um, distancing and so on. All the information that you need to know is at PrestonAndSteve.com. The Fill-A-Trunk event is on Sunday in that location as well. Uh, so if you can make it to that, you want to see some really cool cars and also people doing a great thing. Yes. You're welcome to be there, too. But just keep in mind social distancing, masks, uh, hand sanitizer, all these things are the protocols that we're following. So we will bring you all this stuff live on the radio next week. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great weekend. And we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Preston and Steve, love you. 
Line. I will take the hugest dump on your lawn and walk away. Take care. Happy Friday. Next message. President and Steve in the morning. Check traffic, it's stop and go. Get ready for a new day forming. It's Friday, no Saturday. Next message. Hi, welcome to f you Friday, where today everyone can go f The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.